Until then, Mr. Charles, we gonna handle this shit like businessmen. Sell the shit, make the profit, and later for that gangster bullshit. Yeah. Do the chair know we gonna look like some punk ass bitches out there? Motherfucker, I will punk ass. Yo, yo, Trey. What? Trey, poop did have the floor, Shut man. Shut the fuck up, man. This nigga too ignorant to have the fucking floor. Y'all niggas need to start looking at the world in a new fucking light. Start thinking about this shit like some grown fucking men. Not some niggas off the fucking corner, you heard me? Jill, yeah, Jill, yeah. I came up from nothing, nigga, you can't tell me shit. Yeah, did it on my own, check out my neck, check out my wrist. The Mally Rose I Podcast, episode 118. I swear every day we lit. Yeah, let's go. Lit. Yeah. You can't tell me shit. Yeah. Remember I was broke. Yeah. Now I'm getting rich. Yeah. Yeah. When you diamond colder than a bitch, then you know you lit. Yeah. When you quit, yeah. take a nigga bitch, then you know you lit. Every day we lit. Yeah, 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 every day we lit. 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 We lit. Used to ride around with my bitch in the Fiat. A nigga walk around with more metal than a robot. That heat, gold chains and diamonds in my teeth. Fourteen thousand dollars on my feet. Nigga mad cause this bitch a freak I would be too cause the homie kissing me Call me cousin Skeeter, fuck her then delete her I came up from nothing nigga, you can't tell me shit Did it on my own, check out my neck, check out my wrist Rest in peace to this man I ain't never expected it to be like this Now We losing too many fathers, too many brothers Every day we lit, you can't tell me shit Remember I was broke, now I'm getting rich When you diamond colder than a then you know you lit. When you quit, take a nigga bitch. Then you know you lit. Every day we lit. Yeah. Every day we lit. Oh yeah. Every day we lit. Oh yeah. Every day we lit. Oh yeah. Every day we lit. Every day we lit. Every day we lit. Every day we lit. Yeah. I mean, if I was you, I'd feel some type of way too. Mally Bros Podcast. Like Ted, why does he keep winning year after year? He's still on all the biggest stages. I feel some type of way all week. Niggas been stunned since way back when seeing it. I got news for you haters. I'm a nasty ass nigga. Ask your bitch, I ain't lying. Them hoes bite lip Cause when I say shit like that, she feels some type of way. I hit it from the front, from the side, from the back, I hit it all type of ways. She throw it at me like I'm just one strike away. Sometimes life is hard to swallow, but she like the taste. Ding, 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 my lawyer fight the case. I got them flowers in me, I feel like a base. Monsters in my closet, no more closet space. Niggas wanna be this fly to me, and it flies. Enough small talk, my girl pussy is a water park. Every little thing I do, turn her on. That's auto star. I kiss every single body part. Her body is a work of art. I'm way too high, her skirt to show. I think I love her, it was just a thought. I pop up in that coupe, bout to go back to the future. She say, tune out in my mouth. Damn, you should've said it sooner. I be shitting on these niggas like I'm sipping Metamucil and we smoking on that gas. Pass it like, excuse you, and it's 662 Spiral all day, my nigga. Before these niggas play with us, they'll play dead, my nigga. And if you looking for me, I be on these bitches' mind. These niggas chicken, and I never seen a chicken fly. My 
bitch been fussing at me about nothing. Ain't no telling what she do if I replace it. Like bae, I'm straight, there's plenty fishing. I'm bae, we can't even have a decent conversation. I pop seal on myself, and she be like, see, you gon' drink your life away. Bitches, my life, my life, my life, shout out Mary J. And tell them boys that beef tastes like a slice of cake. And old folks get shot too, they write down license plate. Nobody's beat was safe. Nobody's beat was safe. Nah, nobody. Nobody's beat was safe. That's crazy. He would just destroy that shit. <laughs> That's crazy. That run isn't crazy. Nah, from, it from really is. From 2008 to even before then, from 06 to like 09, that run was insane. I'm sorry. That run was insane. Bros Podcast 118. Happy Friday. Heavy week. Um, but we here. Yes, sir. We started off with a rest in peace. PNB Rock. Mm-hmm. It's just some crazy news. I don't know if any of y'all, a lot of people might not even know about PNB Rock from when he was really popping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I seen people like PNB, what? I said the same thing when I first friend. Remember, he was one of those people who came out mm-hmm. and we was like, PNB. And but, you know what? I listened to PNB Rock first. I think it was 2017, and I'm not hating on you. I'm not hating on that name. I'm just saying it he was earned his keep. You know what I'm saying? He told us who PNB Rock was. Yeah, and there was a lot of people that still didn't know. And I mean, I understand not everybody's gonna know everybody. Yeah, but and it's not like he had like these world smashes. But it was just somebody in the community that we knew that had some hits. That um, passed away. I think my, my favorite album by him was the Catch These Vibes joint. The joint that had um, the Friends, Face, and Scrub joint. Issues. Yeah. That, that, those was my joints. That was my favorite project by him. I wasn't the hugest fan of... Hugest? Is that a word? Hugest? Well, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to play, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the biggest uh, PNB Rock fan, but it sucks that he died. Um, before we get into the, the nitty of that, I did want to send an RIP to Pat Stay. Wow. Battle Rap Community lost one of the greatest, a true juggernaut. It was like if you battling Pat Stay, then you can't just, cause he'll kill you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On that stage. the fact, And he was, he was apparently in the middle of trying to break up a fight or something and got stabbed. Damn. Or something. Crazy, 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 crazy. I don't know if we got any listeners in Nova Scotia, but y'all lost a real one in past day. That's why I said this week has just been like a heavy week. Nah, yeah. Since the last pod, 100%. Definitely but, um, the RIP past day. But, um, but yeah, I guess we can start with the PNB Rock news because that was kind of like the, the biggest thing. Explosion of the week, yeah. Explosion of the week. And um, I guess... Let's start with the reaction or what happened. Okay, yeah. So around, I would say, lunchtime, it was reported that PNB Rock was shot and killed at uh, South LA, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. 
Um, it was a robbery attempt. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they got his stuff or if it was a back and forth, but a video was going around the internet of this man laying in his blood. That is just, just to start, that's something we shouldn't see. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We don't have videos of Tupac bloodied up in the car. We don't mm-hmm. have videos of Biggie bloodied up in the car. And I'm not saying P&B Rock was a Tupac or a big, Biggie, but to see people who just living their life one day, to land in a pool of your own blood the next, I don't really feel like that's something that we should all see. Yeah. But it is, and it's fucked up. Um, I was listening to Ice Talk. Shout out Officially Ice was talking about how we're so desensitized to shit yeah. versus when we was little and how when we, the shit we looked at when we was little kind of got us to this point now. He was talking about how we used to go to... Um, Remember we used to get on Rotten.com or E-Bombs World? Damn, and yeah. you could see some crazy shit? Yeah. Like, the fact that we was looking at that when we was little, and for, for, for him, he said he was in high school. We was even younger than that when that shit came out. Yeah. And so I feel like we just so desensitized that now it's like people just want to... People record shit and put it out. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't... It's a crazy thing. Like, that shit is crazy to see. It's crazy to say, especially since we know the person. We done seen them on the red carpet. We done listened to their music. Yeah. It's not like a random ass something video that you saw online. You don't have no idea who it is. It's like, all right, bet. We knew who this person was. And I don't think PNB Rock was that person you would expect to see in a situation like that. I mean, people were talking about the clip that was going around about him talking about robbery attempts on him before. But I just didn't think that he's that type of artist. That you would see in the middle of some shit like that. Yeah. Die by, to die by the gun. Yeah. It's like, damn. It just makes you feel like, damn, being an artist just isn't safe. Like, I could see if he was a street rapper, you start to think that the streets catch up to you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You know what I'm saying? But for that, that was just, that was wicked. No, um, I was. I think the reaction to it, let's talk reaction. Yeah. The, um, the why to say. Yeah. People want to blame his girl. Let's start with that. Um, the biggest reaction to come out of it was people trying to say that, oh, since this girl posted the location, she set him up type shit, or trying to imply that she set him up. She has since deleted her Instagram um, and stuff like that. I don't, I think it's foul that people just jump to that yeah. because that wasn't just his girlfriend. That, that was his the da- his mo- his daughter's mother, yeah. So it's not like he's just with some random chick that he's dealing with. And I think what's fucked up about it, and what's fucked up about society now, is that not only does she have to grieve the loss of her, her um, the loss of her, the person she's in a relationship with, but also she has to grieve the loss of the father figure that's in her daughter's life. So she's lost a piece of her family. Now she's being made to feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Over something that could have been a mistake or, in in hindsight, might not have even mattered at all. Yeah. Which was her posting that shit. So. And I think Instagram is supposed to be like a... Instagram is supposed to bring you some type of relief instead of what it's being... What it, what's done for her. Like, you're supposed to... Like, when Dolph died, you go to Dolph, Dolph's uh, wife's page. It's nothing but love under there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's some part of her that could get online and see that love and feel like, man, he was really loved, and I'm feeling it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Like, even when Dwayne Haskins passed away, you go to his girl page and everybody's telling, telling them that they sorry. And then, look, it could be fake. Some people could say, oh, that's not real. That's just people leaving. But, like, low-key, that can make somebody feel good. Con- people need condolences. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Instagram is like the world. Like, your, your social media is like being out in public. So to have to grieve by your literal self with your fam, I get it. But, like, that definitely And then have people tough. in your comments, as opposed to showing love, they all, people saying that you set this person up and why would you do this type shit. Yeah, those are the things that you have in your mind mm-hmm. that you be telling yourself. You th- y'all think she don't feel guilty enough even if she did that? There are some people who think she was behind it the whole time. She did it purposely. She's working with the guys who did it. What would she have to gain yeah. from that? Mm-hmm. That is the dumbest shit that I be hearing. What would she have to gain from working with some hood-ass niggas who want to rob him in in broad daylight in the fucking Roscoe's? What would she have to gain to be with him? We, she's all she was just on the red or just at the party with the nigga. Her child's father. Her child's father. What would she have to gain? It's not like PNB Rock was like this boss, like a mob boss. Mm-hmm. Then you would say, oh, so he was getting to, so she had to. But like people saying that she worked with him, it's just, I hate seeing that because it's like, y'all, what would she have to gain from setting him up? She's you, losing probably a big benefit beneficiary in her life. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people live their life and all they do is consume entertainment. And so... You got random ass people that do not live this life at all, do not know what the fuck they talking about. They're taking these um, situations that they've seen in movies and shit and, like, implying it to real life shit. Because yeah. what the fuck are you talking about, this person? There was a dude that commented on, um, when I put RIP, it was somebody that commented... People be coming to L.A. thinking we sweet out here. And everybody was getting at it because it's like, look at you. Look at you. It was the most, you don't look like a threat type dude ever. Yeah, and like Young how? dude, it's like, yo, why are we trying to do, why y'all doing this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What everybody up? wants to play internet detective. Yeah. And, and, and the, the bad thing about it is that it became crazy. It was celebrities. That was getting caught up in blaming the chick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, I you thought it like was Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj came out and was like, over some waffles, over some waffles. Yeah, that was foul. And she know it. That was lame, Nicki. I'm going to keep it 100. Nicki, you were great. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Nicki Minaj. But like, I feel like, all right, Nicki, I don't know what's going on with you right now. But like, you taking L after L. You need to just, you need to delete your account. But anyway, y'all tell your girl that. If you listen and you a big Nicki fan, hey. That was foul. That was y'all fucked up. You know, because we could have pointed, we could, I'm not going to say that. Anyway, anybody blaming the girlfriend for posting their location, it's just like when, when situations happen, there's always something to be to blame. Right. Somebody could have said, yo, go up to the liquor store real quick and get me uh whatever. You go up there and get killed. Somebody could say you should have never told him to go up there. You know it's a dangerous place. You know what I'm it's saying? Because, yeah. It's easy to do that in every situation. But it's almost like a known fact to know that you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just amazing to see online. But you know what? One thing that I'll also say is that grief is very crazy. Like, people all... Because you know, what people were saying, and I don't agree with it, but I understand it. People were saying that 
the empathy isn't hers to have, talking about the girlfriend. I don't think she should be blamed. But people are saying that there's people that are actually grieving that knew him that are pointing to different things that could be the cause. Like you said, that's the perfect example you gave. You tell somebody to go to the store to get you something from the liquor store. Yeah. And something happened to them. The people that love them most might come at you and say, why the fuck you didn't just go up there and get it yourself? Because they grieving. They don't realize what they really doing. Yeah. Well, what's dangerous about this shit with her is that you got motherfuckers that didn't even care about PNB Rock. Yeah. Just jumping on a narrative. Yeah. Following a trend. But it was people close to him that that let them do the worrying. Let them do the, yeah. the finger point. Because that, like you said, that's going to happen. And it, I mean, and just to curve it to this, as we all know, posting your location yeah. is, as a celebrity, we understand the mistake of that. Everybody's yeah. getting on here saying, see, that's why you don't post your location. That's why you don't post your location. I totally 100% get that. Um, I did want to also say, though, it really ain't for everybody. Yeah. You can post your location is what I'm saying. Nobody's going to fuck with you. If you're a P&B rock level person, you shouldn't be posting your location. If you're a celebrity, you got something to be taken. Nah, but Terrence, some you know of these young niggas also probably shouldn't post their location. Even young niggas, but yeah, but my thing is like, is that where we headed? You can't say, yo, we partying up Ozio's. I can't say that. I mean, you, you, that's my thing. Like, you got to think about, depending on the area you in, you up the good part, you up Georgetown, you don't really got to worry about post. If, if you not a superstar, it depends. They though. were talking about how people be like, see, everybody was on, on online blaming the girl saying she had to post those waffles. See, y'all do everything for social media. Y'all do everything for social media. But the people who are saying this themselves do everything for social media. So you're not posting y'all drink. You're not you and your girls not posting y'all drinks when y'all up at the club of Ozio. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you want to say because she posted some waffles, oh y'all want to do everything for social media. See that's the thing. Remember I've told you this before when we did the Will Smith episode. Once your mask get taken off, everybody that still has their mask on, turn and judge you. When they're still, they do the same. The, the uh-huh. people telling her everything shouldn't be on social media, put everything on social media. Like the girl that was like, I think I saw a tweet that said something like, Miss Everything Ain't For Social Media asking me for videos of last night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. Because like, look, yo, but, but my thing is putting stuff on social media shouldn't be, we shouldn't judge that girl. But look, think about it. In a regular life, she shouldn't get hate for posting her waffles for real shouldn't your girl be comfortable enough to post the waffles that you took her out for yeah but when you, i get it though and that's the thing about this situation and that's where it, it is different for certain people like a pnb rock because somebody could argue that pop smoke was killed in a not bad neighborhood but since he posted his location people came to where he was he was high profile to where people would want to try him, but that could be anybody. And, and it's, it is like what you say about Man, the pop smoke. Y'all don't know pop smoke was barking at them. I remember pop smoke was barking at niggas that that said, oh, I bet. I know that. So you're right. He they shouldn't have posted that. He didn't just post his location and niggas said, Oh, he lived there, bet. You know what I'm saying? And he was at an Airbnb in LA. LA is so, a dangerous ass place. And that's the thing. And so, but you're right though, where it's like, damn, are we headed this way? But the reality to me is like, yeah, 
you gotta move like we live, we headed that way because you yeah. never know. You could be a regular nigga on Instagram. Remember, we be talking about some of these niggas that that's not really high profile, and they be they start talking and talking and rapping like they are. Yeah, somebody is going to recognize you and could try you. You posted you at the Bolero up with the name. Yeah, the wrong niggas could be like, I know exactly where he at right now. Yeah, it's just stress. It's stressful. It make you feel like. Uh, I mean, let's keep it 100. At a point in time, you could post where you was at. Yeah. Now, we starting to feel like we can't. Yeah. You know? It would be dope. I mean, because violence. Hey, it's a terrible thing. What was I about to say, though? Um, Is there something about the location? Go ahead. Well, I got something to say about just the the pattern that we've seen. Like, this year alone, we've lost trouble um, in okay, Atlanta. Yeah. for the He got shot during the little home invasion thing with the girl. Snooty Wild got killed this year. Snooty Wild had that one track, I forget what the track uh was called, but he had a track that came out some years ago that was like one of those one hit type joints, but he got killed this year. And we have PM now PNB Rock gunned down this year. Last year we had Drakeo the Ruler, Young Dolph, Slim 400. 2020, the year right before that, we had King Von and Pop Smoke. And then in 19, of course, we had Nipsey. 18, we had XXX. It's like every year since 2018. We skipped a year, I think, in 2017 and 16, and then I think, I forget who it was, forgive me, that passed away in 2016. Yeah. But every year from 2018 to this year, we have lost somebody in the culture or yeah. somebody in it, specifically the hip-hop culture. It's almost like death is starting to become a part of it, like yeah. somebody going to go. Nah, 100%. Let me do this for you real quick. Appreciate it. If you got your... But it's like, damn, like... What do you think? I don't even really know what question to ask. I think the question that I have would be more so like, yo, what are we, what are we really looking at yeah. when it comes to like rap culture? Like, what are we really looking at? That's what's scary to me. Yeah. I think when you look at the way that the world is, is spinning right now, as far as social media and trying to get on, like nowadays, I was telling Terrell this, you got people online that you are attracted to or people in the real world you're attracted to and you don't most people don't feel like they can get somebody's attention with who they are most of us don't think that a lot of people feel like damn i gotta have something with me you know what i'm saying to impress her let's talk about men men trying to get women um so instead of us trying to go up to a girl and say something witty we'd be feeling like that shit not about to work i gotta be somebody or i gotta show who mm. I am before I even say anything. That's why you got mad people these days, even as young as in high school, wearing designer sneaks. Bro, we grew up, and I still do, we grew up wearing Jordans. That was like 150. Mm. And you, 150 we, your parents was buying it. You got kids in school with off-white $700 sneaks because their parents is, your mom's a lawyer, your dad's a real estate uh, guru. Mm. So now you, they can afford to get you the shit that you asked for. You walking in with Palm Angels on? A high school with Palm Angels? All right. Nah, for real. You know what I'm saying? Balenciaga, all of the, the, the real designer shit. Mm-hmm. Niggas wear Gucci suits to prom? Gucci suit? Yeah. You taking that motherfucker back like I'm taking back this, this man's warehouse tomorrow? Exactly. You know what no I'm saying? Bullshit. But I only say all of that to say, these days it's, all, it's an image you got to uphold. And in trying to uphold that image... You might be able to attract more people, but then you attract the wrong people. Right. 
And I think people now say, damn, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. He do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go take what's his. I'm going to go take his. So now I feel like that's why I feel like the game is fucked up. Mm-hmm. People see and want, and it ain't about who you are no more. It's about what they see. I don't even think they see PNB Rock. I think they see everything on them. They see, mm-hmm. they see this person. They don't see you as no, no dude anymore. You're just like, yo, I'm about to take that fucking watch from that nigga. Mm-hmm. So then I can be able to go get who I want by wearing the watch. It's like we killing each other over these chains and jewels and symbols and that we do not own. Killing each other over status symbols. Yeah, that's it. So like, do you rem- do you have you remember the picture of the? Uh, I used to have it in my phone. It was like a slave. It was like a black dude that was in chains and he had on shackles and he was painting them gold. Yes, that's that's like a. It's crazy because a lot of the shit that y'all are stealing depreciates. It's not even worth shit down the line. Yeah. And it's like, what satisfaction to me? I don't know it. But I don't see what the satisfaction is for stealing somebody's chain that has their name on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but some niggas like the aura of it. We just took that nigga Terrell's chain. Nah, right? Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want to do. And look, if you was a nigga that was out here like, these niggas can't touch me. Niggas yeah. ain't about to fuck with me. I'll shoot a nigga. They like, you're going to shoot a nigga, but you didn't shoot me when I took your chain. Yeah. And now, when they That's ask envy. you for it, uh-huh. you thinking, if I get his chain up, I'm giving away like my manhood in a way. Yep. Fuck no, you can't have my chain. Now, now they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. That's mm. why these days, bro, if a nigga run up on you, if a nigga ran up and you want my Christian James, bet. I can even give you the phone number. You can buy two more. Feel me? Mm-hmm. Take the shit. You want my shit? Take it. Most of these Let niggas have, it. have insurance on their jewelry. Lost and yeah. theft. Y'all seen the story of YK Osiris say he lost him $300,000 uh, earrings. He got his money back. Yep. And I you know what? It. If I can give anybody any advice just real quick. Yeah, you got it. It's... If anybody ever get put in that situation where your quote unquote manhood is tested or because somebody wants your chain, wants your shoes, come up off them, them shoes, give me that jacket, give me the bag. Like, and I'm not even talking about people that's making, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm talking about the dude that works at fucking somewhere making 40 grand a year. He get a two week check, but his niece, he always buy candy for when he get off. So she looking forward to him coming home. Fucking his nephew need him to buy the new Madden type shit like that. You're like, somebody's favorite cousin. You're some, you know you're important to a bunch of people way more than what it's worth because nine times out of ten, the nigga that's across from you that wants it has nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. That's why he's at you. That's but you have so much more to live for than your pride in that moment. One hundred percent. Just give it up. That's a fact. What you just said right there. The nigga that has that shit on you, low key. He probably don't even want to be out here robbing niggas. Yeah. He just feel like, I'm a hungry nigga. I'm starving. You know? Mm-hmm. So, low key, what you have ain't his, but some niggas are willing to take it there. Because yeah. I'm going home to nothing. And so, and what you have might be whatever to you. Because I'm sure whatever was the name, whatever they tried to take from PNB, if he was still here, he'd probably be able to afford another one. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was. It ain't worth it, bro. It ain't worth not being here. Right. Because these niggas, 
that's out here today is just ridiculous. They'll shoot. They'll shoot. They'll kill you. For him to get killed in a raw while in the Roscoe's, you're laying in blood in Roscoe's. Not 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 saying you in a nice location. I'm just saying you're in a restaurant. You wasn't coming outside. You wasn't off on the side. You wasn't. You didn't go down the wrong alley. Niggas come in the Roscoe's. Yeah. Damn. It's crazy. That's why I say it's not worth it. Sometimes you know what? And I was telling uh, my girl this. I don't even want to be around people no more for real. Yeah. Like. I don't want to be around people. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and this is something I also want to say. And we're going to end it off. We're not trying to stay on the, the right. somber shit. You're right. Invest in what you have at home. And what I mean by that, get that new dresser. Buy a new TV. You've been waiting to get your, your room together or a new bed or a new couch or you try and get some lights for your space. Make home more comfortable. So that you don't feel like, just for those that aren't no, introverted. 100%. Just to make your space way more comfortable so that you don't got to feel like you need to get out of the space. Make it more comfortable. That's, that's what I did. Yeah. Don't spend your money on what you're going to put on when you go right. out. You're right. I'd rather you spend that money instead of spending the 400 on some sneaks. Spend the 400 on like an LED, I'm, I'm sorry, on an OLED TV. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? Or, yeah. or uh, get your ass a fucking Oculus. Something, something where you could just go home and be like, nah, y'all, I'm going to cool it. And I'm talking about the atmosphere. Get some artwork. If you want to add some lighting to your room, and the only reason why I'm saying that, I'm an introvert. I'm, a all, I'm always at the crib. So I invest in, I'm going to be here. I told Terrence, I will spend way more money for, to live in a place that's nice versus I'm not even going, I'll just go there to go to sleep. I'm not that person. Nah, I mean, I'm going to be at the crib. And I'm just, telling, I'm just saying that because niggas need to stay home. Just stay home, at yeah. least for a while. You see the people saying, I don't even think I'm going to go back to L.A. for a little while. I was thinking about going out there, but I'm just not going to go. It's just too hot. Yeah, like you never know what the fuck is about to happen. If that, With this situation, it made me say the same thing. Like, yo, I'm at the crib with it. I don't know where the fuck I'm at. We out here trying to be on vacay. If we not going to, the, if we not going to Hollywood, I don't want to go nowhere else. Right. You make a wrong turn, and it's like, oh, shit. Them niggas took my luggage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, for real. RIP to uh, PNB Rock. And I hope I don't. Prayers the, up for the fam. Yeah. Prayers up for the fam. And the people that killed him are the ones responsible. Not his family. Mm-hmm. Not, not his girlfriend posting right. her location. Blame them, these niggas out here. But um, the fact you have to say that is ridiculous. It's crazy. It is insane. But um, the Emmys was this past weekend. Oh, you want to go straight into that? We'll go straight to the Emmys. Yeah. And um, I just know we, we talked about the nominations. And so we ain't got to go through everybody, but any highlight wins and highlight losses for you? 100% shout out Z-Day, Zendaya, the mm-hmm. youngest and first ever to win an Emmy for leading lady in a drama series. Shout out, man. Back this to is, back. This is a first. Uh, look, back to back. So for everybody who has shit to say about Z-Day, this is what we talk about when we say it's levels. Fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, Z-Day. Let's run it up. <laughs> Let's run it up. Okay. Euphoria season three OT dubs. Like, what are we talking? It's going to be good or it's going to be trash like the first one. I mean, like the second season. I'm not really, I'm not very much confident. You want to like, you we know Zendaya. Trash, though. Zendaya is like Derrick Henry. 
And you know that this is going to produce. You know what I'm saying? The rest of the team, we don't really know. Yeah, all right. But you got Derrick Henry who, if, if she's not on this, she's, she's going to be not Derrick Henry, Terrence. She's not. Well, two I'm Emmy sorry. wins back-to-back say different. Next topic. King to Brunson. <laughs> <laughs> Writing for a comedy series, King to Brunson won for her show. Abbott Elementary, what the fuck? It just slipped my fucking mind. Calm your ass down, Did boy. you even watch Abbott Elementary? I watched. You did it! Terrell. Take her off your fucking list. I can't give her props. Nah, because you didn't. I watched the first five. I watched the first five episodes. I didn't finish. It's only one season, right? Yeah, but you're not a real supporter if you didn't watch all the whole thing. Okay, I'm not a real supporter. I'm giving her props. But you want to put her on your list, but you haven't watched the whole thing. Terrell, I can't give her props because I haven't finished her show. Go ahead. If somebody said Game of Thrones, I mean, somebody said uh, Sons of Anarchy is a good show, but I'm only on season three, you would be like, Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Fuck out of here. They watched three seasons. That fuck boy ass show. Terrence, anyway. fuck Terrence. You, know, you watch him out. <laughs> See? Watch him out. See? Anyway, we talking about uh, King to Brunson. Go ahead. Shout out King to Brunson for uh, winning writing the co- best writing comedy, comedy series. We watched her doing a, uh, that he got money. He got money. Uh-huh. A large. We watched her do that. Mm-hmm. For, to go from that to BuzzFeed to an Emmy stage. It's crazy. Like Cheryl Lee. Uh, who also won uh, Best Supporting Actress for Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Like she said, if, 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 if you got a dream, that's something to look at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like to see Cheryl Lee's speech because she talked about how when you have a king to Brunson, this woman has been acting for over... She was the mom of Moesha. The mom of Moesha. And she was, no offense, older back then. Uh-huh. Like, not old, but she older was the mom. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. So for her to go all these years and come across somebody like Kinta who just had an idea that you were able to give it, give your years of experience to, mm-hmm. and now you got an Emmy, I love how she said, when you got somebody like this, your dream is possible. So yeah, I, love I that. felt like that was dope as shit. I told her, I ain't really like the singing. <laughs> I didn't really like the singing. Uh, <laughs> context. She, she got up there and she sang a song by Diane Reeves. Uh, so it's basically like, I'm a, I'm not a victim. Or I'm a, oh, I'm a, I forget the words to it. But it's basically like, I don't sing a victim song. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's really like a woman empowerment song. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was very, it was a little over the top. Y'all know me. For me, <laughs> I wish and I pray we finally get to a day where we can get up on stage and look like we supposed to be up there. I feel like we win awards and you can tell they we look like we never had shit. Mm-hmm. You know? I like to see people get up on stage and say I'm supposed to be up here. We win and it's like <laughs> And it's like, yo, I'm sorry. Can we look like can we get it together? <laughs> the singing was all right, but it just, I told Terrell, it felt real Negro spiritual to me. It felt real uh-huh. like a slave song. I'm like, is she up there singing a... Uh, I didn't know the song even, honestly. When that happened, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. I said, oh, no, just take your award. Anyway, and I want to dive deeper into that, but before, say who your surprise losses were so I can say mine, and then we're going to come right back to that, because that's important. My biggest surprise loss was Squid Game losing to Succession for Best Drama. Y'all have slept on what Squid Game did. It was the number one show. Succession 
Didn't get as many looks as Squid Game this year. Did not impact many people like Squid Game did. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Squid Game, if we didn't get Squid Game this year, do you know how many Halloween costumes they sold? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you know what? I, I guess I'll say mine, and then I'll let, and then we'll get back to some of the, the, the blasphemous shit that you said. Number one, my, where is it, where is it? My um biggest win, Julia Garner for Ozark, Ruth. Yeah. I was so happy she won over all of the bullshit other people, and specifically, um, if you don't know who she is, Euphoria. let me say this real quick. If you don't know who she is, I'm sure you've been on TikTok or Instagram or her when she says, if you're going to stop me, you're yeah. going to have to fucking kill me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was from Ozark. Ozark. She killed that shit, and she deserved to win that award. My second would have been Rhea Seahorn for uh, Better Call Saul, which... Is another one. I'm that hearing that they got snubbed. Bad. I'm about to get there. Um, but my other big win was the White Lo the White Lotus was a mini series that was on HBO. It's called The White Lotus. This is not my movie suggestion of the week. But a bomb ass just one season show. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge won. The main dude that ran the hotel, I forget his name, he won, and then they won best miniseries. I did not see that coming. I honestly would have given it to We Own the City. Yeah. I don't even think they got a nomination, but whatever. But I did like to see them win. My biggest losses, 100%. The biggest snub of the night to me was the fact that Better Call Saul did not win anything. Number one, 46 nominations, no Emmys. Damn. There's a long list of other shows that are great shows that have never won Emmys. We started a podcast with The Wire, one of the greatest shows of all time. Never won an Emmy. That's bullshit. It's crazy. Never won an Emmy. And so, Oz, I just watched. Yeah. Never won an Emmy either. That's crazy. But that's wicked that The Wire never won an Emmy. It is. Isn't that crazy? Also, the biggest snub of the night was hands down Laura Lenny, who plays Wendy Bird. Fully actors in a drama series in Ozark. Zendaya's ass did not deserve it over her. That's I'm bullshit. sorry. Just That's because Zendaya, Laura Lenny Zendaya, 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 let me finish. Zendaya deserved it for season one. Season two, where you just playing a, hmm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know. You're just doing that, and then you have one good crackhead scene. That's not better than all of what Wendy Bird did in Ozark. I'm sorry, Z Day fans, we love her. Cause I love Tom. Let me know when I can respond to this. I got you. All I'm going to say is she didn't outperform Wendy Bird emotionally. She didn't outperform her when it came to what she evoked from audience. We didn't even know what the fuck Rue was doing most of the show. She had one strong episode. One. Wendy Bird, we hated Wendy for a whole season. Up to the end. It's no reason she beat her. I'm sorry. I think I'm sorry. Honestly, Terrell, I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. Like, if, if I'm sure everybody else is listening to this who will say this, just say you don't like Euphoria and you didn't like the show because they definitely Terrence, not even that deep. So I, now I can't finish because you're saying some bullshit so already. Now I can't finish, but you just said a bunch of bullshit. Terrence, no, I Let didn't. Me what did I say that was wrong? Talk about Laura Lenny you and said, why she shouldn't okay, have one. You said Laura Lenny evoked more emotion than Z Day. There's no way you watched Euphoria season two if that's the case. But one you episode. are giving Terrell. It's not Terrell. You need to go back and watch it. You blowing the shit out of me. It was not one episode. What about the episode where uh, I forget her name, Lexi? The episodes with Lexi. You know what I'm saying? Where uh, or the episodes where Rue is with uh, Jules. And 
the dude who looks like his name is Christian. I don't know what his real name is, <laughs> but him. Them scenes, Rue still had to do a certain level of Thanks. acting. That's not easy. Okay, but are we going to compare the that to Laura Lenny? With her son, right, with the cartel, yeah, and Laura all Lenny, of that. Laura Lenny definitely did her shit. I give her credit. That would have been my, my dark horse to win outside of Z-Day. I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't give a fuck if it was one episode. That one episode. That one episode where she's having that meltdown. Not only was that something that we don't get to see on TV often, but her performance in doing that. We all knew she was wrong, but we understood the emotion. To see somebody who y'all said came off a Disney Channel stage. She did. Who y'all said didn't have the acting chops. Well, guess what I just did. Who said that? Y'all did. Didn't y'all? No, we never said that. Terrell, you tried to shit on Kiki. No, but y'all was saying that Kiki was in Akilah and the B. Kiki was in this. Kiki was in that. And we not comparing. But I was told that Zendaya was only in this and she's only on for her looks. She's only on because she's half white. All of this stuff we've heard, guess what? After a phenomenal season one victory, I came back and did some, some more uh, real shit season two. They gave you the award for one scene that she smoked everybody else, including Laura Lenny, for. Laura Lenny ain't have a scene bigger than that, Terrell. You went to film school, and you, were, you, and you had a, uh, a concentration and like, direction. Just, just say you don't like Admit it. that Laura Lenny did better. She did it. I don't agree with you. I'm not agreeing. <laughs> That one episode of Zendaya made, with Zendaya, uh, with Ruth, all, that ass almost made me cry watching Terrence, that. Because joint. you're a Zendaya fan. We were all sitting there. Y'all like thought y'all saw Zendaya up there. Y'all didn't Trail, see Ruth. No, we didn't. Y'all saw I Zendaya. See I see Ruth. I saw Wendy Bird. I don't y'all even saw Zendaya. Terrell, I don't even see Zendaya anymore. I see Rue when I see Zendaya. Oh I'm like, God. look at Rue dressed up. You know who I see? Mary Jane. Tom that's Holly. how you know that epi- That's how you know her performance is that good as Rue. Because sometimes some of us don't even see Z Day anymore. We see Rue. When you see Laura Lenny, I don't think that you're saying, "Look at Wendy Bird down there waiting on Marty Bird." Nah, Laura Lenny is a is a is a made actress. And this is what I was gonna say. This last thing about Zendaya and her Emmy win. Sometimes your opportunity comes at the best time for your legacy. You know, sometimes your opportunity comes at the best time. It's like a very small example is it's almost like getting on. Imagine the motherfuckers that got on that Miami Heat team with D-Wade. I got D-Wade, my teammate, and Braun, and Bosh. Man, I'm going to take the ball out and just jog up this joint. And now I got two <laughs> rings. And now I can say I'm a two-time champion because my opportunity came. I could have been on any team. Zendaya. So you got lucky. I'm not going to say luck, but I'm, I'm going to say when it's your time to really shine, look at Birdman. We could all say that Birdman. That played for the Miami Heat them years, he earned his rings. Mike Miller made them knockdown shots. Ray Allen played his whole career. They, when it's your turn to take that opportunity, sometimes it comes at a golden moment. Zendaya, you built up your fan base doing whatever you did, but when you got that opportunity to do Euphoria, guess what? The world loved it. And you got an opportunity to shine on a stage that got you an Emmy. You know what I'm saying? Your performance got you an Emmy. Same thing with this last She deserved time. it for season one. The writing, don't think the, she the season writing season. in season two got her a chance to now I can nab another Emmy. We can't, so we don't know what's going to happen next year, but I'm not going to shit on. I thought I agree with you. her and say that, oh, she lucky. She got, it's because she likes it. I never said that. She got the acting I never said chops. that. 
I agree. I never Better said any than of some that. of y'all favorites. Let's talk about it. I, I agree that she should have got it for season one. Hands down. I was great. I rooted for her. I said congratulations when she won it. Season two, I don't think she deserved it. And let me tell you something. Since you want to bring up the light skin thing. If that was Kiki Palmer, she would have never got nominated. All right, but we're moving on. Let's talk about the Cheryl Lee thing. Because I'm not arguing with the nigga. She would have never got a nomination. Cheryl, if Kiki Palmer would have did that same scene... And that with that same opportunity, the I do same, think we would be giving motion. the same show. It would have been like Laura Lenny, Ozark, Terrell. But I since think, the world loves it. So now you're making it a race thing. Now it's I never she said. Black. I'm not but saying. But what are you insinuating? You the one that said. What are you insinuating? You said the license thing. I ain't saying that. I'm, I'm saying well, what y'all said. I'm saying what y'all said. God damn it. What happened? You hit, the, you hit the thing. I hit what thing? I'm sitting right here. You better hope this shit ain't dead. You better hope this shit ain't dead. I don't dead, know why the light is tripping. Hurry up and fix it. But look, the nigga opened the door. I ain't say nothing. I just walked right on in. That's all. Hopefully that joint stay on. But um, Succession 100% deserved to win Best Drama. Terrence has not finished season three. He's only watched four episodes of it. That's why he doesn't understand why they won Best Drama again. I just don't need to see it. it the so, end of season three. Season three Succession was better than Squid Game. I think Squid Game kind of came and went. Okay. So, um, the Cheryl Lee thing. I don't know if you had anything else to do that. Terrence, but I'm not arguing with you. The Squid Game definitely came and went. I watched it one time all the way through. It was phenomenal. It was a pop culture thing. But Succession is just too good. You haven't finished. When the new season of Succession comes out, you're going to say, oh, damn, yeah, I got to watch that. Oh, yeah, it's back. Oh, you bet I got to watch that. Squid Game comes back, everybody checking in. I'm we sorry. Don't even, I don't even like the way Squid Game ended if we talking for real. Okay, Terrell, but like, let's be honest. Motherfucker did let's the whole shit to play for his daughter shit to try to get back to his daughter. And then as soon as you get to go back to it, now right. you give a fuck about all everybody. Right, all right, bet. Let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest. What show did you enjoy watching more? Be for real. I did enjoy watching Squid Game more. Yeah. Okay, so like... But it's not about that. It's not about what I enjoyed more. It's about what the better show was. You have not finished Succession. So the show you enjoyed less was better. Make it make sense, y'all. I think I enjoyed it different. I like this shoe more, but this shoe is better. What? That shoe was... Because it's not about what I So what is your better... So what is your better gauged on? Acting. Who... They... 456 won best lead role. I'll give Who won that. from a succession? Oh, Tom won from succession. Tom won from succession. The entire cast was nominated for supporting. Everybody. You got, you got succession fucked up. You had them fucked up. That show. Oh, this is I, another one. Cole, what's his name? Something Coleman. Who? Ali from Euphoria, who won Best Guest Actor. Oh, Cole, Cole, Coleman Domingo. Coleman like Domingo won over the dude from uh, Ozark that played. Brian or his uh, Wendy brother? Yeah, I thought that was some bullshit. That I told was some real. bullshit. Coleman Domingo's acting in Euphoria to me was a little preachy, you know. I told Terrell it was a whole bunch of when you look up at the sky and you don't see birds. It's like, all right, <laughs> can you say a regular sentence? But anyway, nah, that was some bullshit. But since Euphoria was brother. popular. Say, That's some people, where politics starts spilling into these award shows. I don't know how to keep. I can't keep up with the nigga. I'm not trying to go back and forth with, with him because you know that was some bullshit. I'm saying that I felt like the other dude who played Wendy Bird's brother. I liked his performance. He better. Should, and that's the thing. That's my thing. He clearly was better. Okay, but I don't think Wendy Bird was clearly better than Zendaya. I don't think that. 
I, I think succession it was, was clearly better than Squid Game. Are you kidding me? Put your thoughts in the comment. <laughs> What's your girl say? World stop when Squid Game come back. Succession, carry on. You got the, you got succession fucked up. But shout out to the Emmys, man. It, they had their lowest showing this year because somebody was getting that ass spanked and everybody was watching. We're going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> But they had their lowest showing this year, and I think it's because I think it's because they didn't do enough, you know, like promo. I don't even know who hosted the Emmys. I didn't see enough commercials. Like I knew Keenan Thompson was host was host was hosting. I just I had no idea. I felt like they should have did more marketing. Unfortunately, we was watching that bum ass game. I wish I was watching the Emmys, honestly. Whatever. And look, just to finish off the Emmys, Jimmy Kimmel laying there while Quinta Brunson did her speech was bullshit. We're not going to go into heavy detail about that, but that was bullshit. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. He Get said, your ass up. He apologized last night on his show because she, she did his show, was already lined up to do his show. Yeah. He apologized because he knew that was some bullshit. He should have. I would have said, um, I'm not about to do my speech with him laying right there. So can you get up? And I would have still did quiet. The music would have been playing. I would have still been standing there. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have been like, come on, I'm gonna say nah. Well yeah. Did you wanna move on past Emmys? Nah, yeah, we can get past Emmys. Shout out to, shout out to the Emmys. Always fun every year. I don't know why I thought you said you said you had something to say about the Cheryl Lee thing, but I guess not. Nah, what you were saying about how we need to be more um act like, like, act we, like belong. we belong. Yeah. It, I did notice the first black thing coming up again. This is the it's almost like when they Make up, they make up these stats for the NBA. Like the, the NBA, LeBron is the first player to sit twelve games and then get. It's like, yo, let's just be in it. And you know what? Like a lot of people, and we gonna curve this right into the Ariel thing for for the Little Mermaid. Okay, but um, a lot of people get the thrill, still get thrills out of the. She's only the second black person to such and such. I look at it as a, as a slap in the face. Sometimes. I don't like that either. You know sometimes, I don't like that. I don't know you feel the same way. It do feel like a jab sometimes. Like, and you made me feel like that. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, look at how this is the first black person to ever do this. Meaning none of y'all niggas have ever done it before. Mm -hmm. Congrats on your first. first. That's what it be feeling like. And so to me, it's like, yo, we are literally responsible for the way the culture is turning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of the way these companies are marketing, the shit people are wearing, superstars from other countries, everybody dresses like us. Yeah. But we like to be, we, we always put ourselves back on this little level of like, I've always wanted to see people that look like me. Like, yo, we've yeah. been doing this shit. Let's get past that. Yeah. Like, Cheryl Lee, if you got the NAACP award, would you get up there and say, I sing a victim song? <laughs> would you do that? <laughs> if it was an NAACP award? Right. We get up there, and I told Terrell, we got be, we to gotta stop being so happy with having a seat at the table now. It's time we eat. Mm -hmm. It's time we in charge of the food that's coming to this bitch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because nine times out of ten, I put the motherfucking table together. Most of, most of the time, the chef is back there cooking off my appetite. Right. But I still only have a seat. Right. Like, we so happy to get up there. I can't believe it. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> Look, calm your ass down. Right. Like, you're going to be up there again. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, exactly. just, that's how I look at it. I'm happy for 
her, and I'm not shitting on her at all. I think her, her speech was definitely monumental. Also, I look at it a different way where I'm saying what we're saying now. Like, come on. Let's act like we're supposed to be there. Because when we get up there and act so shocked, I think everybody in the room is like, damn, these motherfuckers never win. Uh-huh. It's like, almost like... Look, the Chargers or who who don't have a Super Bowl, they finally the win. Chargers. You know what I'm saying? Y'all gonna look like, you know what I'm saying? Damn, like, well, they, I guess they don't never win nothing, so they so happy about it's it. They first it's Super Bowl, first. congrats. Because we're gonna be sitting back there without three rings, like, I'm happy for you, but I got three. And yeah, you can and feel I'll that energy. And I'm feeling like they be like, oh, congrats for y'all. We done did it a thousand times. Yeah. They're not gonna say, this is the 45th white man to ever win a primetime Emmy for a leading drama series. They're not gonna, they're not, they ain't counting no more. Right. Our W's are solidified. And my thing is, we really shouldn't be counting anymore. Lizzo got up there and said, I didn't see anybody that was fat like me, black like me, and beautiful. So Monique never existed, Lizzo? Mm-hmm. Did the BET Awards in 2003 when your ass was 14, 13 years old? You didn't have when Monique? When you were less than that, probably. I'm guessing maybe you just talking about the Emmy stage. You was eight years old when Monique was in her prime. But like, and then think about all of the the heavier black women in music that you learned from coming up. Patti LaBelle was heavy. Aretha Franklin? Aretha heavy. Franklin, heavy. Kelly Price, heavy. There's a lot of it's black a bunch women. Of people. It's a black, you know what I'm Jill saying? Jill Scott, heavy. heavy. And black and beautiful. That's a perfect example. Exactly. Like, don't get up here and try to make it seem like, I'm going to let you rock. Everybody is not breaking ceilings. Some of y'all are soaring through ceilings already broken. And it's okay. It's right. okay. Everybody is not from the struggle. That's like me and Terrell saying, I had an idea. Well, we would put two mics together and talk amongst. <laughs> you had the idea from someone else. You know what I'm saying? No, it's like it's, And it's okay to say, it's hey. All right. Because let me tell y'all, when you get up there and say, I just never saw anybody like me. You're putting us all the way back there again. Exactly right. what we're talking about. Damn, these motherfuckers never win. Right. I want to get up on stage and say, oh, I saw him win. I'm glad I'm actually able to do it. You see these foreigners who come from other countries, even though they're the first person to win, do they look like, do they get up there and say, this is I crazy. can't believe. Nah, they get up there and they even speak in their own language to let you know I don't even give a fuck. I'm not even from here. We go up there, we go up them joints and look like a fresh house slave. I can't be, I'm just so grateful to be in. I'm so grateful to be out that heat. Mm-hmm. That's what we look like. Yeah. We got to cool, really. Though. Nah, you're right, though. We really got to stop doing it. But you know where it come from? It's, it's, you said something that just now. You said everybody don't come from the struggle. But what we're also seeing is. I'm about to call it back. What we're also seeing. Hold on, wait. Let me send this. What we're also seeing is people that aren't from the struggle taking on these personas and. Trying to rap like they come from the struggle. People that me and Terrence grew up with. Rapping like they came from nothing. Like they... It's like, yo. Nah, yeah. But it's like something, even at our regal level, like the Emmys, where I got to show that I came from mud. It's almost like, you see, it's not even just us, too. A lot of people that make it somewhere do it. Aaron Rodgers was like, my teacher, said, looked at me. Did you see that clip? Yeah. Looked at me and said... Never You're never going to make it. I You're never going to make it to the NFL. I don't believe you. I don't believe that bullshit. I don't believe you. She didn't say that shit. I think it was sensationalized for your interview. Because, look, let me tell you something. It does feel good to do something that nobody believed 
in you. When nobody believed in you, it feel good to do some shit where people counted you out. But guess what? That's not always the case. It's not. You know what I'm saying? But we do live in a world where people feel like, or at least a lot of people who come from not winning, right? they just automatically feel like because they didn't win, everybody was counting me out. Now that I finally won, we happy for you, but why you out there acting like niggas was hating on you? Not for real. I get it. And so, <laughs> just to pivot that into the Ariel situation. The Ariel situation. Over the weekend, Disney released the teaser trailer for the new... What's the name of it, Terrell? It's not Little called Mermaid. Little Mermaid. I thought it was called something else. Oh, no. I'm thinking about something else. The teaser trailer for The Little Mermaid came out. Uh, first off, I thought it was great. I thought it was dope as shit. First off, the way that they have it going through the ocean, the fishes. You can see the mermaid tail. You know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> Haley Bailey kills it. Or Halle Bailey. I Sorry. think it's Chloe and Haley. Chloe and Haley. Haley. Haley Bailey killed it. Like, yeah. that, that, she killed it. I'm she, sorry. No, it, she really did kill it. You know it. what I'm saying? Every time I see it, I'm feeling like, wow, this shit is dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm sorry, but that sparked a lot of uh, big public outrage. A lot of people were, there was a hashtag started called Not My Ariel. A lot of people were talking about how they shouldn't have cast Ariel to be a black woman because in the original, she was white. Mm-hmm. And when I say original, I'm talking about a cartoon version. Um, and I show you, I'm sure y'all been seeing this all week. The, um, the first thing that I want to say is that the people who started this hashtag, not my Ariel, it's like, let's be fucking real. Let's just be real. I'm not going to do it because I know you've seen a bunch of content online, so I'm not going to go deep, but you really can't talk. Y'all, y'all have you done You really it. don't want to start that convo. Y'all don't want to talk about making people white that wasn't that white. That wasn't white. Because we can go back to who some of y'all have it on y'all chest. And y'all, y'all have done it with Some of y'all go to the house on Sunday and see something that ain't really supposed to be how it's supposed to look. Nah, 100%. We going back there. Let's we, not talk about this yeah. Little Mermaid shit. Let's not. And we can talk in the movies too. You seen that lady that was doing? She had like three minutes, bro. Yes, <laughs> she she was she was she. You could tell she was just on a website yeah. hitting next. But bro, so many characters that y'all have definitely one hundred percent whitewashed. And this is not for everybody. This is just for those people that started that not my Ariel uh, hashtag. Come on, come on. Let's let's calm down because low key. I don't even know if this is the pot calling the kettle, but that kettle is black. Black. <laughs> you need to chill. Uh-huh. Charcoal black. Charcoal burnt black. Blue we don't black. even know what color it used to be. <laughs> it's burnt black. Stop it. Let's just stop. Please. Anyway. That's hilarious. On another side of it, there's a big outpouring of appreciation. Appreciation for it. Wow, that's a great word. You know, it's a word, Smithy. Uh look, what's the word? There's another word. But... <laughs> there's a big Outpouring appreciation for this uh, this teaser, this teaser trailer, which is great. You got a lot of black girls seeing it for the first time, loving it. Oh my God, she's black. I can't believe she looks like me. Mm-hmm. Let's have a real conversation. Terrell. Terrence, what are you getting ready to say? Let's just have a real convo. About what? I might be the only one that <laughs> oh thought God. this. We about to get canceled. No, we not. But y'all gonna hear it from somebody else. Because you ain't gonna hear it from nobody else. You're gonna hear it from me. I'm sorry. 
what? Some of them reactions wasn't legit. Some of those reactions were 100% parents setting their daughters up to say this. Because I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I agree with you. I agree with you a little bit. And this is what nobody wants to talk about. Yes, is it beautiful? Yes. You know, it's beautiful. If it's genuine. I am somebody who feels like I can tell when somebody Oh, 100%. You know how you give somebody a gift and they already knew they had it, so they trying to act surprised like they, they uh, didn't know? You can tell, especially on kids, you know? Especially in a generation where everybody does everything fake as fuck for Instagram and TikTok 100%. and 100%. So it went from being this beautiful reaction to now, there's a, there's a lot of these. There's uh -huh. a lot of these reactions, so much to the point where they can make montages. Uh -huh. I saw one. Big mashup of it. Yep. My only, my only thing is this. This is all I'm going to say. When you have, you sit your daughter down. Imagine you sit your son down. I saw a reaction that, I saw one that was like this. She sat her daughter's down. And it was one that only had like four likes. You know what I'm saying? I just had hit out like a hashtag. She sat her daughter's down. Her daughter's was watching it. And they were saying stuff, nothing about how she looked. They was like, that's Ariel. Okay. And this one girl was talking about like uh, the fish. They were talking about everything else. And she was like, so what did y'all think about how Ariel looked? What did we think? And I'm like, okay, let's have this combo. Hold on, wait, because you're getting ready to lose me. Go no, ahead. No, but I, I know. Let's have this combo. When we were all young and we first watched The Little Mermaid, let's keep it a thousand. I don't think any of us looked at The Little Mermaid as white more than we just looked at her as a mermaid. You know, and the fact that she was actually friends with an underwater crab. And I remember being keyed in on that blue fish, the blue and yellow one. Mm -hmm. But never did I feel like, damn, you know, mm -hmm. damn, she's white, you know? Yeah. Because when you're a kid, you're really not thinking about race. Even if you did notice that she was, was white, you're not thinking about race. Think about how many kids love Frozen, right? Uh-huh. Kids love Frozen. Yeah. Elsa. Motherfucking uh You know I what I'm saying? No man's name, but yeah. I was gonna say this. It's okay for us to love a character that was originally white and they change it to her being black. Mm -hmm. However, I think her being black is low-key more for adults than it is kids. Even though you're seeing a bunch of a bunch of beautiful black girls. Young, being excited about the fact that she looks like them. I think in the grand scheme, I don't think it would really matter. I think if, if it had came out and Ariel was white again, I think them same little girls that said, oh, she looks like me, would still want to see the movie. Mm -hmm. Now, I think what Haley brings to it is a beautiful voice. I think she's going to kill it on, on, that, on mm -hmm. that regard. However, I'm starting to notice some of the plays being made by Disney. Mm -hmm. You know, this is random. Look what we did for that chicken sandwich, Popeye's. Right? Mm -hmm. Look what we did for Black Panther. That's one of the most highest grossing movies ever. Mm -hmm. We showed up and showed out. When the culture is involved, when there's a black element to get mm -hmm. involved. You add a Beyonce to a Lion King. You add a Beyonce a to, a to a Lion King. King. Yep. When you tell us, oh, we going to show up. 
You know what I'm saying? And the only thing that matters is that it's black in the front. Yep. Ariel's hubby is still going to be, uh, what's his name, Chris, or whatever his name is. Mm. He's still going to be a white boy. So the yeah. rest of the world that she's looking up at is white. So that's, the, that's where I didn't like it. I said, if you're going to go black, go all the way. Right. So my question to these parents, are you going to say, look at Ariel's husband? Or do you want your kid to now watch this movie? Not husband, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Her love interest. Do you, now want, do you now want your kids to be looking for race in this movie versus just looking at a movie about a mermaid? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because now we got young kids talking about the color of a mermaid skin. When they changed the color of her skin and people said, not my Ariel, there's uproar about what the fuck is the big deal? I mean, it's a mermaid. It's a fictional character. Who cares? Well, obviously we care because we recording our kids saying, oh, my God, look at her skin. Oh, my God, she looks like me. Uh-huh. So it, we do care, but it's like because she's black, we're saying, what's the big deal if she was white? My thing is, and I've been on this, I've been on this side of it forever. You know what I'm saying? It's like when they take Superman and they make Superman black. I don't give a, a damn about on. the yep. representation. Give us something new. That's why we love Black Panther so much because he was black. He is from Africa. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He had a whole storyline for real. Right. I wouldn't want y'all to give us a black Tony Stark. Yeah, me either. And now he's talking about, you know what I'm saying? Give us something new. Give us something new. Make something new. Nobody wants to create anymore. We live in a time of nostalgia, but since we have agendas that people are going to try to stab through, now, if they remake fucking, um, who knows, the next superhero... Like, I don't want you to try and make him... Don't make 007 a black woman. Yeah. Let, give us a whole new movie. Just do something new. From the makers of... Yes, and then she can, she can be the new. But what they 009. Want, what they do is they try to fit... Let me fit two agendas in. Black women. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to throw she's probably going to be gay. You know what I'm saying? You heard what they said about Ariel? What? This is rumor. But they said in the, in the real song, she said part of your world. But in this trailer, she says part of that world. And that this is now going to be not about, because you think about it. Ariel wanted to be part of that world because she kind of had a love interest. Like, you know what? I mean, that was the big, her love interest was a big reason for her making the big mistake of wanting to be a part of uh -huh. another world. Now, it's more of just like a me. Like, this is like my own my, something that I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm confused. And then people were saying, like, what's the, what's the issue with romance? You know? Like, it's almost like we're, instead of us making this movie where, this, where she has, like, a crush and that's what induces her to go into the world, they're trying to make it like a self thing. Like, a, I wanted to do this for me. Oh, like, a, I'm different and I don't fit in that world. And now I want to go to, yeah. But when okay, really, okay, in, the, okay. in the first movie, it was more so about, like, love. My, like, yeah. love. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how, like, damn, like, are we in a world now where we can't even, like, have a love interest anymore? Like, is that too? Is it because it would be a woman-to-man type thing? You know? And it's the thing. Even if it was a somebody else, it's, it's all... You got to think about the time that we live in now. We 100%. live in a time where people don't feel like they are a part of the world. So now, even in new shit, they're going to play on these, 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 uh, 
these real life things now. One hundred. That's why. But you know what? That's why there's a lot of remakes being made. That's why a lot of the classic directors, Scorsese, Tarantino, um, Nolan, Nolan. Who who's doing it now? What's his name? David O. Russell. David O. Russell. They're making period pieces. Because they don't want to have to fit agendas in. Yeah. They don't want to have to. Why do y'all think they're making Oppenheimer? Yeah. And look, just to stay Why? on this one, because we know we went, yeah. we already had a whole movie joint before. Uh -huh. Yeah. But you're you're seeing agenda with this with this one. That's what I see. Y'all gonna make the the lead character black so that we can do what we did for Black Panther for this, so you can get money. But is this this is my biggest takeaway. Is the movie gonna be good? And that's where we need to gauge our liking it. Cause mm -hmm. a lot of times, y'all, we like it because they put black people in it. People are already gonna say that it's great because Haley's in it and, and it's a black little mermaid, and we loved it because she was black. And I feel like when we move like that as a community, they can throw anything. They at can it. give us give us anything. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's the reason why they can get away with doing coming to America too the way that they did. Simply because we tend to just like the fact that we're seen. You know what I'm saying? We're not judging our plates. We're happy as fuck to have a seat. Yep. And it's time for us to get a little bit past that if we want the quality of our shit to go up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We'll take a seat there. But, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to our own shit, the bar is so fucking low. It is. Because when, it, when we do get that pull, we don't even judge it for real. I told Terrell, Black Panther was great, but when you looked at it for real, that third watch, that third watch of Black Panther, you start realizing, okay, it's, it's a, all right. Yeah, it's all right. Black man, look, this is, what I was, this is my takeaway too. Black man going against another black man. The one black man is from America. Rip feels like, damn, where the fuck y'all been at? We've been going through this. They fighting each other to basically not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not help. help the niggas in America. They're not saying, look, we will help you, but you got to stop. They're yeah. like, we got to shut this motherfucker down. This is, I always, this is another thing. Black Panther going off, right? <laughs> the little black boy in America, in, in poverty-stricken America, and y'all going to say, oh, T'Challa was opening up a... All right, look. Poverty-stricken boy in America, uh -huh. right? He and, says, and who are you? T'Challa says, <laughs> laughing. I'm still not telling you black niggas who I am or giving y'all vibranium. <laughs> That's not true. Because guess what? Do you think in this next one with T'Challa being gone that there's going to be a U.S. Uh, Wakandan setup where they helping black kids in the U.S.? It should be because that's what the fuck he was working I on. I hope so. Because it looked like to me... Yo, mama, no cry. They still out Wakanda doing they shit. All right, y'all better bring y'all black ass back because y'all said y'all was going to help. <laughs> Did they? When he said, who are you? T'Challa said, mm -hmm. Terrence, that my was name is the, David Brown. That was after the press conference. Yeah, all right. This motherfucker better help. That's <laughs> bullshit. See how you say he better help. That's why I said low key. And this is my thing too, T. The culture revolves around us. The way these companies market, the way these studios try to see what's popping, there's a reason why they put us there so we got to act like we belong. Nine times out of ten, we happy to have the seat at the table, but we forget that we put this fucking chair together. You know, the motherfucker had to sit under with the island wrench and screw all of them fucking screws in to keep the legs from rocking and right. set the table up. We done laid the fucking cloth down. 
Because at first we was getting whipped back and forth to do it, but now we run the culture. This is my table now. If I don't like it, I can make the rest of the world not like it. That's the power in black Twitter. Right. That's the power in black culture right there. But we be acting like, which is to put a bow on this whole shit, we just be acting like it's all, we're so amazed. That oh we my hear, God, the little mermaid is black. Where's my daughter? <laughs> nah, go but, ahead and watch. I know you just watched The Princess and the Frog, but what do you think about this What one? do you think about her skin? <laughs> I like that she's a mermaid. I love mermaids. But her skin, though. <laughs> oh, let's try this again. <laughs> <laughs> let's try this again. Her skin. I like that she looks like me. There we go. My baby <laughs> loved it and loved the representation. I wonder how this episode is going to be received. I'm sorry. I, I honestly, look, let's keep it honest. Somebody talk to me. Maybe we need, a, we need a woman on this podcast that could give me something, something back I on that. Come on. I wonder how this episode is going to be received. Come on. Y'all got to give me a point. That's a, come on. Come on. Let's just get to the movie The Judges of the Week. <laughs> what I did want to say, though, um... I wanted to give a shout out to Jackson, Mississippi, because they're going through a crazy water crisis, and it's very, very similar to what we saw from Flint, Michigan, from 2014 yeah. to 2016, where they had that water crisis there. And uh, what's crazy, I don't know if y'all seen this, but my aim is just to inform. I don't even know what we can do about it, but Phil Bryant was the governor of Mississippi yeah. um, in 2019. And in 2019, Brett Favre, Green Packers. Bay Packers legend, mm-hmm. um, he channeled $5 million of the state's welfare funds to buy a new vol- to, to, to get a new volleyball stadium for the University of Southern Mississippi where his daughter played volleyball. And so they have like this whole text thread of him hitting up the governor saying, like, yo, is there any way we can get that money? Like, and the media not find out. And let me just say this again. It came from the welfare fund that is made to go to the bottom 20% of the world, of the United States poverty. Mm-hmm. And this is all a part of a $70 million scandal. Brett Favre is worth $110 million. I'm about to say, Brett- he got, you got $5 million to put up. Right. Or should, or could liquidate something. That's my thing. And get that five million for your daughter's stadium. But they took it from the welfare fund. Now, keep in mind, the reason why I gave Jackson the shout out first and the reason why I brought this up is because in Jackson, Mississippi, the residents say that they have been trying to get support for a deteriorating water system where they have, in some places, wood piping for decades. Decades. In some places, the pipes are made of wood, and that's where... But for decades, they have been trying to get assistance, and they haven't been able to. They they call the people in Jackson lazy. This dude was like, my mom and dad are from there. I grew up there. They call us lazy. They say we can't do shit, X, Y, Z. And now we had this crazy water crisis, and now we hear that the five... They're just siphoning millions of dollars from the welfare fund. Rich motherfuckers that don't want to spend their own money... We about to just take from the poor and I'm going to build this volleyball stadium. And the volleyball stadium is fucking amazing. 
Have you ever seen a volleyball stadium? I didn't even know they had those. I didn't even know they had a volleyball stadium. I thought stadium. they turned the basketball court, put the net up. Mm-hmm. Remember you go to the gym and you just see the, the big ass the volley- big ass net on the ends. The best days of PE. Best days of PE. Anyway. We play volleyball. Yeah. But um shout out to everybody in Jackson. Jackson is 83% black. So yeah. So you so, see where he's taking that money from. Yeah. Brett Favre, you should be ashamed. And you was trying to duck the media talking about. You think the media is the only way I can get the ax for this money and the media won't find out? Why you don't yeah. want the media to find out? Because he, they know what they do. Because you know what you're doing. And that's what's crazy. Piece but, of trash. Brett Favre. Trash ass nigga. Trash. Fuck you and fuck them Wranglers. Remember them commercials with the Wranglers and niggas out in the grass? Right. Sit on the boy. Where's your Wrangler money? Go that's and sell some jeans. That's what I'm saying. Rip the runway. Wasn't it just in NYC fa- New York Fashion Week? You should have had your Wranglers running down the line. Then you can get a stadium. It's bullshit. Crazy. You don't want to put the work in for You want to take from a fund that's going to help the less fortunate? Yeah. That's wild. It was wild. But you got any hot seat questions? I got one. Nah. Good. I asked you. I said, uh, if, your, if your mom didn't like your girlfriend, yeah. would you still marry her? Uh, it depends on how much I like my girl, you know? It depends. I think your mother not liking your girl might be friction, but you got to make yourself happy at the end of the day. You know? Yeah. Of course, you would want your mother to like the girl that you're talking to, but, I mean, it's mm. all about you. Fellas, if you take it from any advice from anybody, go and get what the fuck you want. Don't try to satisfy nobody else with who you want, because let me tell you something. That woman that you get is going to piss you the fuck off. And if you don't even really like her, you just got her for whatever, guess who's not going to be around one day? Whoever you got her for. And now you're going to be you and somebody you cannot fucking stand. Don't let you have kids with her. Don't let that happen. That's why I say you got to go out and get what you want. Fight for who you want, too. Yeah. Don't just let somebody go if you really fuck with them. That's a fact. I agree with you. That's why I just wanted to ask you. I wanted to see if you was going to fall for the bait. Okay, yeah. This bitch ass nigga's a mama's boy. Yeah, he's a mama's boy. (laughs) Nah. I feel like when I was younger, though. I might have been like, damn, I hope my I used to care a lot. Remember, I used to tell I used to say my sisters too. They used to say stuff and that shit used to get under my skin. You know, but the girls that I talk to, I'm like, Yeah. Y'all you blowing the shit at me. I'm not telling y'all nothing. But now I'm like, Yep, she's an alien. I don't give a damn what y'all think. You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep, she's bald and she's four foot eleven. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Terrell, no, I got on a point where I was like, I really don't care what y'all say. Nah, he did. Even to the point where they were giving me constructive criticism, and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I'm gonna figure it out for myself. Yeah, it was a, it was, Jesus it was, Christ. it was, it was definitely all me. What I will say about this is that I use my mom as kind of like a, my mom never been wrong. I'm, I'm, I guess you could say my mama's boy, but I'm not one of them toxic. Well, we gotta go by my mother's house. We gotta right. see my mom. I'm not Get one out. of them. Yeah, and my mom is getting in the front. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of them. But everybody that my mom. Was wrong about told me that wouldn't work. It didn't work. Nah, yeah. And it's not because of her. It's because of it was times where I was fighting her on it. Yeah. And she would be like, "Okay." I used to work at Best Buy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, just to say, my, mamas know. I used to work at Best Buy, and my favorite coworker was this lady named Miss Lene. She was in her forties. That you know, that's how you know you work in retail. Mm-hmm. Your best friend being be a grown ass yeah. motherfucker. Why Earl ain't at work? But yeah. I'm explain. Yeah. <laughs> Where Earl at? <laughs> but um, I'm explaining my little love interest to her, and she was like, oh, that's not going to work. And I was like, 
you you was my favorite coworker, uh-huh. but now I'm not liking it. I really did not like that she said it. I'm like, well, we never know. She kept saying, okay, okay, you'll see. And I remember telling, I don't know if I told Terrell, but I was I really didn't like that she said that. I remember. She was a thousand percent right. Mm-hmm. And I remember when it didn't work, I had to go give her that, like, yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. She was like, now, didn't I tell you? I'm like, damn, yeah. But, yo, the older women in your life see the shit that you can't see. You see it too, though. You see it now, you see but when you're young, young dudes, yeah. Terrence, you had a conversation with J.I. You, you see some of the little small relationships, and you wanted to work for them. Because you know what? We don't know. How some, of our, some people have grandparents that have been together since they was 18. Yeah, you're right. But you can only go based on your experience. Right. And you'll be like, they ain't have Instagram and Twitter, though. They ain't have Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> That's not a little statement. Roy Dale wasn't asking Abistine, who yeah. is this bitch picture you yeah. like? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me who is this yeah. bitch. <laughs> Think about how luxury of a life that was. You can go to the, uh, look, you can go up the street to the store. Hot damn. Yeah. <laughs> that ass is fat. Another woman come up. Hi, why are you doing whatever you can say? Oh, no, I got a wife, but I'm just I just wanted to be nice to you. Yeah. I just wanted to give you I didn't want to give you a compliment because that's how I am. You go home like it wasn't nobody there. I was in there <laughs> quick in and out. <laughs> Look, if you see her when you are, you like, come on, let's go this way. <laughs> she ain't got no DMs to send, no pictures, nah, yeah. none of that shit. You niggas is getting He was telling me this and then look at this. Uh-huh. There wasn't no coming to you as a woman. Coming to you as a woman came what, 2015, right. 16 plus. <laughs> We was beefing when I sent that. Yeah. See? You niggas they all against me. Y'all set yourself up. Hey, fantasy position. I got to do my starters. Um, do my starters. <laughs> movie suggestion of the week. Let's get it. My movie suggestion of the week is going to be Jackie Brown. I'm not going to be too long in this. Jackie Brown. I think it's on Netflix, but I know it's on HBO Max. Uh, Jackie Brown. Quentin Tarantino. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I know you heard that Jackie Brown joint. Uh... By uh, Brent Fiaz, if you haven't heard of this shit, that's one of the better songs from Wasteland. Jackie Brown, Samuel Jackson, Robert De Niro. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Pam Greer. No, no, no I, was, I, was, I was waiting on Pam Greer. But oh, uh, uh, Bridget Fonda? Bridget Fonda and my all-time fucking boo. Follows me on Twitter, yeah. Pam Greer. I got a coffee post that I used to have up in my... Uh, I used to have up in my room. I ain't got it up there no more. And coffee is a movie. This nigga don't got a uh, frappuccino one up there. One of the best. Look, one of the best black exploitation movies ever. Jack Hill. Anyway, uh, Jackie Brown is the movie where Samuel Jackson said motherfucker the most. The reason why you know Ch- Samuel Jackson to say motherfucker because of Jackie Brown. So I wouldn't say it's because of Jackie Terrell. Brown. It's not because, but he the, the most he's the ever most said, it. He said it in one movie. I think it's you can pretty much that solidified him as as the MF. You, you know them motherfuckers as crooked as a bale of snakes, don't you? Is that Jackie Brown? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we started a podcast with Jackie Brown before, too. Uh-huh. And that's on HBO Max and Hulu if you got Hulu. Turn up. My movie suggestion of the week is Barbarian. It is in theaters. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. It I'm try to go is that, the though. horror film of the year. <laughs> Why not? Te- <laughs> Halloween, fi- Halloween returns. <laughs> oh, ha- Halloween final. <laughs> Whatever's coming. Fuck all that bullshit. <laughs> This movie is the Halloween. No, wow, you're gonna be fucked up now. This is the scary movie of the year, y'all. Let me tell you, it is in theaters. Fellas, I know we got football Sunday, Thursday night. We about to watch the game. Take your girl on Friday night or Saturday to see that movie. Go to a little dinner or whatever. Do a little weekend, whatever, and go see that movie. It is a ride. It's great 
and terrible at the exact same time. I don't know how to explain it. But the regular shit that happens in scary movies don't happen in this movie. Like, it do, but they, they, there's social commentary. There's, it's like, you just got to go and see it. Y'all have to go see that movie. And it's not what you think it is. If you go watch the trailer, when you go to the theater, it is not what you think at all. It's not. I remember we walked out of that theater thinking, fucking terrible. But then in the car, we was like, that joint was actually good as shit. Damn, see, that's a weird, that's I a just, weird, like, I, I know it. To be walking out saying it's terrible, but then. We walked out of that, we walked out of note saying, what the fuck was that? We don't know what the fuck happened. And guess what? When we got in the car, yeah, still fucking dumb. What about that monkey? What the fuck was that? We just this. didn't know what the fuck. But this joint, oh, it, this joint is crazy. Terrence, you need to go and see that movie. Nah, I want to go see that joint for sure. You need to go and see that joint. That's my movie suggestion of the week. You got the, uh, I got the what? Spouts. Nah, let me tell the basketball story first, bro. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want me to do that. My bad, so my bad, it's my not, bad. It's not, it's not that, that long of a story, but it is kind of like a whatever. If I may. If I may. I've been trying to tell this story for a long time on this podcast, and I finally get the opportunity to. Um, but the story is about how I didn't make the basketball. So basically, like, why basketball did not work for me. And some of y'all might be able to relate to this story because, look, none of us. Are, are you in the NBA listening to this podcast? You play D1 college, huh? Oh. Some people in the NBA listen to this podcast. Yeah, but guess what? Most of us, 98%, <laughs> we tried it. Shout out to our NBA listeners. We got a few NBA, a few NFL, few college. We turning turn up. up. You watch this before the game was good. What's up? You feel me? Put us on your story right Free game. Yeah. <laughs> Put your players on. Show us in the locker Show room. Show your coaches and teammates. Yeah. <laughs> but I want, y'all to, I want y'all to remember this. When I was young, I used to love basketball. Like... That was the first sport that me and Terrell loved. We, we played boys and girls club when we was young. And me and Terrell was the star players. Mm-hmm. My number was 44. Terrell's number was 55. 55. I played the four. Terrell played the five. Yes, sir. Which is, which is crazy because 44, 55. I played the four. You played the five. Uh-huh. Basically, I was a power forward. Ladies. And then look, four and a five. Two, we, we was a nine early. We was two nines early. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Add that up and it's two nines. Uh-huh. Not playing games. Not for real. Anyway. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, 44 and 55, 9 and 9, and you played the 4 and I played the 5. That's crazy. 4 and 5 is power forward and center. Me and Terrell had our, we was a little bit taller mm-hmm. early, at least on that team. If I'm being honest, y'all, we didn't play for the legit team. We played, we played in a Muriel basketball. It was like a, the, the young, the 7, 8-year-old B team. Yep, but we were supposed to be, we, could, we was good enough to be on the bench of A. Right. And this is the Marlboro Mustangs. Turn up. Anybody in the upper Marlboro area? Chase Young, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got people that come from out here. We do. <laughs> well, now we do. But uh, bottom line, me and Terrell was legit. And that kind of birthed my love for basketball. Like, that birthed me thinking, all right, bet, I'm going to play, you know? Uh, I think everything went downhill when I started playing AAU basketball. First AAU basketball team I, I played on was called the PG All-Stars. If anybody listens to this podcast and be like, damn, I feel like I played basketball with dude before or whatever, you might have, bro. I played for the men trail, played for the PG All-Stars. Keep it 100. You did not have to be good to really play on this team. Your parents had to put that bread up. Nah, you know? yeah. Dad paid like four, or $500 for both of us to play. Like, that mm-hmm. was an expensive joint. But AAU was a good way to 
And it's even more expensive for programs today than it was yeah. back then. But AAU basketball was the best way to get, you know what I'm saying, your kid better for basically be able to play in school and shit later. You know what I mean? If you and y'all should know by now, if you play AAU basketball, you listen to this, you play AAU basketball, you know what that's about. You know, you got travel teams, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. PG All Stars, we just played in the PG County community. We we sometimes went out Glen Burnie. It was rough, uh-huh. but like the worst thing about that experience is I had a juggernaut coach. Like he did not give a fuck, y'all. And this is before me and Terrell played our sports young with coaches that did not give a fuck. There they was were, no, yeah, there was no, you got to be nice or. It wasn't the Kobe Bryant, Gigi, Lady Mambas coaching. Yeah. Where you're free to do anything. This is raw, I'm in your grill. And I, I, I would say this, even if I was a coach, when I went to school, uh, my primary focus in film school later in life would be directing. And one thing that I learned with working with actors is your goal is to make your actors feel comfortable enough to do anything. If I want Terrell to scream on this take with all of his might, and then on the next take, I want Terrell, because most movies are shot with takes. Like, we'll shoot four different, we'll shoot Terrell saying, I got your money four different times. And we, and we pick, pick the, the one. one that mm-hmm. we like. That's how most movies are shot, if you didn't know. I might want Terrell to scream at one time. I might want him to cry while saying it one time. And I might want him to be cold when he say it one time, just straight up. And my goal as a director is to make him feel comfortable enough to do all of that. Meaning, he needs to scream and know that if we don't like the scream, I can come and say, all right, we're going to take this scream out and we're just going to have you say it cold. Yeah. He don't feel like I don't like him. He feels like I'm comfortable enough for him to be free, you know? Yeah. I, I want to be able to flap my wings. As a coach, you need to do the same thing for your players. Yeah. One thing our PG, co- PG uh, All-Stars coach did not do was that. Mm-hmm. He was in your shit for whatever you fucking did. Like, if you shoot the ball and you miss, he not going to say, hey, yo, let's make sure we're taking a better shot. Now, this is the thing. I'm going to cut you off real quick. Yeah. Because there are a lot of coaches that still get in your shit. But if y'all have seen Last Chance You, you know how he'll get in your shit. But the way he uplifted them boys was way different. 100%. And just take the uplift part out and just. Yeah. <laughs> There's belief that you can be better. Yeah. Hey, if I'm getting your shit, I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, you know the type of player you are. Drive to the basket. Uh, I know you got that in you, and you know it, you know? Mm-hmm. But when you're dealing with some young kids who aren't even really that good. Yeah, they was in, like, high school, so. They were in high school, that the, the coach and Terrell talking about. But mm-hmm. me and Terrell, how old were we? Like, third grade? Nine, eight, nine, ten. Young. He's a, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. Why the fuck would you shoot? And that put this mentality in me where I said, yo, I just don't want to play. I, and it's not that I didn't want to play. I wanted to be on the team, but, like, I never really wanted to get in the game because mm-hmm. I was terrified. I went to practice scared. I went to the games scared that we would start losing by 30 because then, look, once we start losing by 30, you're going to put the scrubs in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, look, I go home with my boys playing outside, and I'm legit. You know what I'm saying? I'm a decent pickup, not the best, and I'm not saying that I could have went pro. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I definitely had my ends where it, even in, you know what I'm saying, in little things like that, like when I didn't have that coach right there looking at me, I didn't really give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. just a baller. I have no fear. 
But one thing about playing under him is there was a lot of fear. It was a fear-based system where I did not feel free to shoot if I was open. I felt more like, damn, all right, bet, I'm open, but I'm not going to shoot because if I miss, dude going to drill me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll never forget Terrell got in the game. He was wide open. He shot it, missed it, and the dude was like, why the fuck would you shoot? Sit on the bench. Told Terrell, go sit on the bench right back next to me. And like, it's mm-hmm. almost like when Terrell got stung by a bee when I was young. I'm like, damn, like, I don't want that to happen to me. Like, <laughs> I just hope I don't get in the fucking game. Yeah. And this dude was literally ruining my basketball mind. So, believe it or not, going forward, dude ended up getting fined and like banned from like every coaching league. He can no longer coach ever again. It was that bad. One time we lost by, we played DC Assault. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember what he told us, Terrell? They gonna elbow you. They gonna slam you. They might cuss you out. These some big boys from D.C. <laughs> they was called D.C. Assault. This nigga scared Not, the shit out of us when we, before that, that game. team, when we seen them warming up, we was looking through the basketball. They looked the, like a team full of young bronze. They did. Look, this was the scariest <laughs> shit ever. They was play, we, was, we, had, we was just getting to the gym. They already had their whole uniform on, was already in the gym. They would... Bounce the ball. They was doing free throws. They would shoot the ball, and if you made, and if when one of them made it, everybody clapped. We was like, we about to go up against some fucking soldiers. <laughs> I've never been scared of another nigga. I ain't never ran from a nigga. If I did, cut my legs off. Well, my leg, I was bobbed that day. You know what I'm saying? I was scared to, I was terrified to get in the game. Me and Troy didn't play a lick of that game, and I was thankful. They didn't put, they didn't even give us a chance. We I lost. think, no, I got put in the game at the very end, and I just ran back and forth. Ran back and forth. It was like 20 seconds left. We lost that game 63 to 13. 63-13. I never forget Something that. like that, yeah. The coach's son was the best player on the team. That nigga is probably in the league now because he was a true baller. Uh-huh. I think his name was Ray Ray. Or Ray. You remember? He was a dog. He was a dog. He was the only one that was good enough to go against them. Yeah. <laughs> the, them 13 points was right. <laughs> All of us were some trash. But we would have been a better team had our coach not instilled the fear in us to be good. Mm-hmm. Moving forward. I stopped playing for them, and I get a little bit older. I'm playing outside with my boys, and I join another AAU basketball team called the Bowie Bulldogs. Terrell didn't play. Terrell had gave up. After that PG All-Star experience. Yeah, I said, look, y'all can have this bullshit. Fuck this. Right. Uh, but I still wanted to play. Like, I felt like I was decent enough to get out there and play. And I played with the Bowie Bulldogs. And I can admit, I was very bad in the beginning. I still was, like, shook up, scared to really do shit. But I got to a point where I was, uh, I, I remember I was driving down. We played at this one thing. I was driving. Dude fouled me and I laid it up, went to the free throw line and knocked it down. And I said, nigga, you really balling. You balling. You doing this shit. Like, I'll never forget that. I had five points. I remember my mom was like, you got five points, boy. Little shit like that that my young mind will never forget. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being happy as shit that I contributed, you know? Yeah. And me being more confident next game. I remember we played in this tournament. We played this little silver team. They was not that good. They swore they was better than us. And like... I was actually mixing with these niggas. I'm getting better, you know what I'm saying? So, come middle school, I said, you know what? I done played some AAU. Middle school tryouts, I'm in. But it was one curveball. 
the middle school coach of the middle school basketball team was a mirror splitting image of the PG All-Stars basketball coach. Yeah. Now, I done made all of this progress, you know what I'm saying, through that bad experience, getting on a buoy Bulldogs being better, and now I'm faced with literally my worst fear as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Somebody that made me scared of my game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to keep it 100. First day of tryouts. Shout out to my niggas that might have went to this uh, uh, to this school. Wynn Park Middle School. i never forget. Coach name was Mr. Robinson. I'm not, I'm not, I have no shame in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. His name was Mr. Robinson. This nigga was the security guard at the school, a.k.a. the in-school suspension nigga. Mm-hmm. They would call him up there. They call this nigga to the classroom just to shut niggas up. They would hit the wall. He would come in. Who, the f- who said something? Who talking? Yeah. We was already scared of the nigga. Do you nigga. remember a teacher would be like, get out. The kid, the, the kid be like, I'm not going nowhere. They'd be like, okay. Hit okay. that button on the wall. Mr. Robinson come and be like, look, get up. You'll Motherfucker, get, get right you'll up. You'll get right up. This nigga, was the, <laughs> this nigga was built just like, what's the nigga's name from Power Book? Power Book, which one? Dante from Power Book. Or, are you talking about? You know who I'm talking about. What's his name? What's, uh, his, what's his what's the name? Mecca. Mecca. <laughs> I swear to God, he looks just like Mecca from Power Book. Just imagine this diesel ass nigga. Look, I'm not gonna make this story too long. Funny as shit. I don't know why. This man on the first day of tryouts, it was like basketball tryouts. You had to sign up. You had to sign. And I remember just being like, when you sign up on a list, he'd be like, stand straight in line. And, and he was like yelling at everybody. And I'm like, this just signing up for this shit. So, you know, the young, see me, I'm thinking like, all right, this, maybe, you know what I'm saying, it's not going to be as what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. The first day of trials for basketball, we all stood in a single file line outside and just ran around the school. And I want y'all to keep in mind, this wasn't like, he said, if you're going to make this team, you're going to be, you know what I'm saying, able to run. We're not going to be a slow team. We're going to be a fast team. Excuse me, sir. This trials. You're supposed to work on your wind and shit like that when we a part of the team. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. We all, I'm in a 45-man line almost running around the school. And look, we had to run around the school. They didn't run with us. He would just stand at the top where the buses were. And we ran around the parking lot, all the way back around the parking lot, up the baseball field, around the baseball field, around the school and back. And we did that like 10 times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And guess what? If you got too tired, you're cut. He had a system set up where if you said, damn, I'm just too tired to run, you're cut. And I mean, that shit was like squid game. Let's say you was running and you tripped. You're cut. <laughs> and this nigga was not rocking at all. So <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'm like, are we in the fucking military? <laughs> We having to say, Gwenpa, Gwenpa, some dumb shit we had to say. I'm like, is this the military? Is this basketball? First day of trials, we played no basketball at all. We never saw a gym. The second day of trials, we ran in the school. I will never forget this. It's running around the school. I mean, in the hallways. You had to run up the stairs, run down the stairs. I remember you did that. You know what I'm saying? I remember watching y'all do that because... Tryout started right after school. I remember seeing y'all running up and down the steps. Yup. You had to run up and down the steps. If you slip, if you fall, if you're too tired, you're cut. And when I tell you, 
I'm watching niggas get cut in front of me, cut behind me. Like, it was, ter- it was terrifying. I've never been that scared. Like, we not even playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? I remember he had us do push-ups. Up, down. Hold it. If you fall, you're cut. We had to sit on the wall. Y'all ever sat on the wall? You, you, your back up against the wall, knees bent. If you fall, you're cut. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now I'll never forget his cousin, who he was coaching on the team, he fell during that. And he was like, get up. And we was all in the line like, he should be cut. Like, I know that's his family, but like, you, you've cut other people for shit. Never cut that dude. That dude ended up making a team. I'll that, never forget that. Yeah, that was crazy. I remember that too. But last day of trials come, we finally get in the gym. And I'm like, all right, well, now we're going to actually play some basketball and see what's good. No basketball. Literally, he had everybody stand on a, he would have 10, we had a lineup in 10s. He had everybody stand on the baseline. And you run to the middle of a court. You go into the half point, half court, run back, run full court, and run back. If you're last, you're cut. Oh, no. And I would never forget. And I know it's a long story. No, you straight. I've been waiting for a long time for this one. I would never forget. I got on the line, and it's me. And you know what? This is why I love Squid Game so much. <laughs> I live this shit for real. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> it's me and this fat boy, and I said, Damn, he gone. He looked at me, and I looked at him because he's standing right by me. And Uh he looked at me like he knew he was cut. You know what I'm saying? Remember in Squid Game where, I don't know if you remember, the dude played it. He he played his case to 456 about why he wanted the number one jersey and how much it meant. And he put the one on. Then he realized he had to go first on the little glass thing. And he looks back at 456 like... Damn. It was yeah. the same thing, bro. We ran to half court, ran back, ran to the end and back. Literally, the last person was him, but the other last person was me. And Mr. Robinson, you, locker room. That's what he was saying. Go to the locker room. You, locker room. This is another thing, too. I survived two more runs, <laughs> and we're just doing this back to back. Obviously, he's just picking people off. Right? Uh-huh. So, like, on, that last, on the last couple runs, he would be like, both of y'all, both of y'all was last and tied, both of y'all go to the locker room. It was niggas crying, walking away to the locker room. He had a rule, no feet on the baseline. And it's funny because some of my niggas know, know this story. Nobody's feet should be on the baseline, right? Mm-hmm. So I run back and forth, and I feel like, all right, I'm making it. You know what I'm saying? I'm making it. I'm standing there, I got my foot, I'm not even looking. I'm tired of shit. You know what I'm saying? I had just made it back, and I see this nigga on some anime, like a zoom in on this nigga's eyes locked with mine, and he was like, you. He was like, foot on the baseline, take your ass to the locker room. Or locker room or something like that. And I looked down. And then he started going off. I said no feet on the locker room, on the baseline, and I mean it. Nobody better have their fucking feet on the baseline. I went to the locker room, and I'm like, this is exactly why I never wanted this shit. 
when I was playing for the Bay, Bowie, Bowie Bulldogs, it was like, I thought like, nah, you supposed to be playing this. You know what I'm saying? You supposed to be playing. Mm-hmm. But like, after that experience and going back into what I was terrified of, when I got cut, it didn't feel like, damn, you didn't just make this team. It felt like you're not meant for this shit. Like, you're just not meant for it. And I'll never forget, the next year when trials came, I didn't try to tell my dad that I was, like, sick or some shit and that I just didn't want to play. But I told him I would try for high school. And then I ended up telling my dad, come, come high school. I remember I was standing there at high school trials, and I was looking at the, the, the list, and I just walked away from it. I said, I, I mentally cannot do it. I would freeze up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would freeze up. I just could not do it. And I just knew my, ment- my mentality and, like, my mindset for basketball was toast. You know what I mean? But I only said this long-ass story just to say this. Sometimes you find out that things aren't meant for you in the harshest way, you know? Whether that's somebody, whether that's a certain opportunity, whether that's a job. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be enjoying your job and then you realize that it's not meant for you. You're going to get put through some shit. You gonna have mm-hmm. five niggas call out, and then you have the customers like, "Where the fuck is your hell? What the fuck? I've been waiting. I've been waiting," and they don't give a fuck about the stress on your mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gonna have situations where the person that you're talking to don't give a fuck about what they putting you through. But those bad experiences not only shape you to who you are, but they show you what opportunities are for you and what's not. I was I was a little hurt by that. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Durant, Victor Oladipo. Uh, what's his name that, uh, Markel Fox, Quinn Cook, they all played b-ball in the same county as me. I said, damn, had I went to a better team, you never know what was meant for me. And the middle school team ended up being trash anyway. Middle school team wasn't good, but they was all right though. And what Terrence isn't saying is that it also manifests what was really for you. Cause, and I was getting to that. Oh my my bad. Go ahead. I'll let you rock. All I'm, all I'm saying is me figuring out that that wasn't for me. I started looking for what was for me in different places. But the best part about it is the discipline I, I built from playing basketball helped me in the long run. Because Terrell will tell you, when we got the full sale, we right back with the, this ain't regular college. Uh-huh. I'm going to be cursing at y'all. I'm going to be yelling at y'all. I'm going to say, what the fuck are you doing? Why mm. the fuck are y'all back here? But mm-hmm. guess what? I had this mentality built up, and Terrell did too. Thank, also, thanks to my dad, because remember, dad started saying, yo, I'm going to start talking to y'all like grown men. Yeah, my dad used to have way too much freedom when my mom was in there. He started cussing us out. Yeah, he started getting ridiculous, and we knew he wouldn't do that shit in front of mom. Yeah. <laughs> but everything that I gained from that might not have been this basketball career that I thought I wanted, but it was what I needed to make myself more disciplined later in life. Even in my retail career, where... I was the one that a customer could do all of the screaming and yelling. This motherfucker, this motherfucker fucked that world up. Y'all motherfuckers gotta. I dealt with so much that I was an appliance manager, mm-hmm. the worst, and I worked customer service. We're not talking about a success story here. We're just talking about what I went through. And mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know, your experiences in life are shaping you, you know what I'm saying, to get to where you yeah. need to be. So you and need to keep going through with them. You know what I'm saying? I watched a dude on TikTok. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, on you get on IG saying, uh, somebody said, well, what, what advice would you give to somebody who's trying to be successful or whatever? He was like, the best thing I can say is to start because 
I started 12 businesses. His name is like Max Maxwell. Y'all might know who that is. Mm-hmm. He said, I started 12 businesses, but people only know me for my 13th. And I said, that's crazy. Because you don't know <laughs> what he learned in yeah. them 12 different experiences, and you then, know? Yep. And that 13 looks so great because of what he went through for that 12. And that's your story and my story. Yeah. People see what you got now and don't see all of the L's you took before you got there. And that's the case for a lot of people that are famous. 100%. What y'all don't know about Terrence is that he also became hardened from certain leadership. Because he was the guy that Terrence was and is the most compassionate person when it comes to the customer or the experience of the person or the kid at the game. Or the if I catch a baseball, Terrence is like, we go to the baseball game. He's like, yo, if we get a ball, we give it to a kid. Cool. I, I, I wasn't thinking that. I probably would do it in long. Terrell would want to keep the ball for a souvenir. <laughs> do you know how it is to get a foul ball? <laughs> but, like, Terrence is that compassionate. But when it comes to bad leadership or just working for people or, like, people telling him what to do, he don't have a tolerance for that no more. He does not have it. Even in my hate, in my, uh, in when we did work for Best Buy, I was the one that was trying to move up. So I was doing all of the building relationships with this person, that person. You got to get this person to know who you are because whatever. Terrence didn't give a fuck about none of that shit, especially when this took off. Especially when the Mallory Bros became... Something that somebody would be like, don't you have a YouTube channel? Soon as I put that nine on that shirt, yeah. soon as I put that nine on that shirt, I said, oh, we running with this shit. Yeah. Fuck these niggas. And the people that I worked for, the leaders that fucked with me when we used to work there, they know who they are. But the ones I done, that didn't, they knew at a certain point you couldn't tell me nothing for real because mm-hmm. I'm going to call your bluff. Because I'm not about to let nobody run off of me anymore. And y'all will see, like, the reason why I am the way that I am is because of them experiences, being bitch, not speaking up when it needed to be spoken up for. Let me tell you something. Nobody will ever talk to my son that way. If I have a son, no coach will ever speak to my son like that, never. The way them coaches was talking to me, I have no resentment for my father. But do you remember that day we lost PG All-Stars? We ran ran around the gym for the entire practice. Remember Mm -hmm. that? When we get back, we run. That was after the D.C. assault loss. Y'all going to run for every point that they put up. They put up so many points, he said, y'all, just, as soon as we came in, he said, just, just start running. We just yep. ran around. My father's sitting there watching. Mm-hmm. I had no resent for him, but I did, in, my, in a way, say, yo, this, this cool? Yeah. No way. You're supposed to be making my son better. If you can't do that, we're going to go to another team. This little $400 don't mean shit to me, for real, if it's not going to get him nowhere. Mm-hmm. It took the parents a minute to, to really And say, that's why right. I don't blame them. Because this was also in a time period where this toughness was, like, mm-hmm. acceptable. Nobody will ever speak to my, my kin that way. I don't give a fuck. It's, if, 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 even if it's, like, my cousin. You know what I'm saying? If it, ain't, if it ain't motivational, if you're not seeing greatness in him and pushing it out of him, you just shitting on these kids, no way. Right. Because it's a difference between being a tough coach and abuse. Yeah. Because, look, your teams were trash. You never had a winning team. It's not like you're on a winning squad. Nah, Yeah. And then that's crazy that y'all went. That, 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 that tryout definitely changed you. But you know what? You became an all-county baseball player to follow that middle school experience. 100%. So what, 
what made you say, you know what, bet I'm about to just do this? Because you ended up being really good at that. I would say shout out to my boy Sean, shout out to my boy Denzel. Those was my niggas in school. I didn't play baseball at all in ninth grade, at all. I remember one day, my boy Denzel was like, man, you need to come out there with us. You tall, you can go out there. Shout out my boy Denzel. Lo love him, bro. That's, that's 100% uh -huh. like my bro for real. Because he just told me that I should play. Went out there and played. And I remember your first game. I have been a Terrence. I've been a fan of Terrence because I, I, I gave up sports quick. I, like Terrence said, learn that I'm not cut out for the playing shit. I'm not, I, don't, I don't feel like doing this. Number one, I don't give a fuck about this shit as much as y'all did. I played when you played. Terrell's not really a sports fan for real. I am a sports fan. I mean, you are, but look, Terrell wasn't playing 2K for years like me. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, he no. never gave a fuck about 2K. He doesn't really give a fuck about sports for real. I'm a football fan. He's a way bigger football fan now than he used to be. Than I used to be. Yeah, true. First of all, I never disrespect him. All right, man, years 24 ago. years, but, this, but some of them years was. <laughs> them Jake Plummer years was. What happened? Who Terrell we play? Terrence Hardaway, never fuck with me because them years was who we play? Terrence, no, we won. All right, you got it. But um, I got to sit in the stands your first baseball game. Your very first game at Sasson Field. No, it was at Watkins Park. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my boy Sean and Coach. Uh, I forget what I forget what we called him, but my boy Sean's yeah. uh, Sean's dad. <laughs> uh huh. He was the coach. Gave you the shot and said, "Look, I'll put you in as a base runner." This mm -hmm. nigga Terrence, when I did stole a base, had on a helmet. I said, "Damn, this motherfucker actually playing baseball." Think about it, we were some niggas. We ain't know we even know shit about baseball. We didn't know anything about it for nope. real. I took that summer. Uh -huh. After playing that, because my boy Denzel said we should get out there, and that's where I went, y'all. Uh, I remember I had on these big-ass baseball pants. They was baggy as shit. And they was like, why your pants so baggy? I'm like, pants we wear now. It's 2000, what? S something where we was wearing low-key baggy nine, pants. we wearing baggy pants. So 2008, it's baggy pants season or whatever. But bottom line, I went out there, grinded 10th grade. I grinded that summer. I ain't going to lie. You did. 10th grade, I tried out for first base. Got the job. I had a coach that believed in me. And you played varsity, right? Varsity, 10th grade. I never forget telling my father I made varsity. My dad always was the type to be like, I don't care if you want to play or not. Oh, my dad. Oh, I'm sorry. My dad was the type to say, you can play if you want, but if you don't want to play, that's totally fine. If you ever don't want to play, just let me know. So I knew he didn't have pressure on me to make the team, but I was real proud that I could tell him, that I made a team. And I played mm -hmm. varsity the, the last. I you played, played varsity, varsity for three years. For three I years. was proud of that. I was, I was very proud of that. Baseball was not a sport that I knew was easy. Everybody couldn't play it. Mm -hmm. So I had a little bit of a whatever from that. But I think the most important thing in that is to take the experiences that you go through because that's a traumatic experience. That is a, something traumatic. That's something from your childhood. Uh, traumatic. Yes, well, Terrence, yeah, yes. We can. We can the people that listen to it will be like, yo, that's traumatic. Even hearing like the the way it's... You, could you compare it to Squid Game? Damn, no bullshit. That is a traumatic. It's a traumatic experience. And you know what? A lot of us have traumatic experiences that we have had when we were kids that do mold you into or do you know, play a role in who you are now. Yeah. You're just also a testament to anybody that might hit that rough patch late because you might not have had the trauma when you're little, but now you could be in a workplace where you work in a toxic work environment that can affect how you want to work anywhere else. Nah, yeah. I've had leaders that were manipulative and would, and this is me 
22 plus, me 20, 21, 23, plus, 22 to 24, that would manipulate me and make it feel like, make it seem like I'm not doing a good job or, you know, just, they just made me feel like shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so the experiences that you have, if you are hitting that rough patch late, it'll manifest the next thing for you. 100%. Whether it pushes you out or whether you decide to walk, step away from it and do something else. Because had you stuck with basketball and or whatever, you might have been a, a whatever-eyed athlete, whatever, because we was never really fast. Nah. We was Dude never... in the gym today said, hey, man, did you run, you run track? You ran track? And I said, not me. I'm slow as hell. Yeah. <laughs> not me. I, I, we've never been fast. I remember when I tried to look, I, you got a trial story. I got a trial story. When I tried out for the football team in high school, because Ryan and Rashad ass made me try out because they said. Terrell had hands when we was young. I could Terrell was the Randy, was like a Randy Moss uh, build. <laughs> <laughs> I remember trying out for them niggas. And when I did ran my, my, my uh, 40 yard dash, I ran like a five something, five, three, something crazy. I just, I just was not fast. And I ended up telling Coach Pinkney, I'm not coming to that bullshit. I had gym, and I said, he said hey, let's I talk about this because you in the gym. Didn't you say y'all was lifting weights, and you, how much did you lift? Man, how humbling That's was a hump. that? Because now look at you. You're not hitting 225 yet, but like. Never did you spend me on this mic. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, damn that. You want to talk about Squid Game, nigga? Let me get some empathy from motherfuckers. All right. <laughs> These motherfuckers had three bench setups. One bench had just the barbell, two plates. But no, it wasn't even two plates. It was two twenty fives. Two twenty fives. The one barbell had no. One did have two plates. Forty five and forty five for the for the fat niggas and the strong niggas that played the year before. Because fat niggas have different strengths. Fat niggas have had high school strength. They just could squat and. There's a nigga more. in the gym the other day doing this, and I see them say, "I'm only in high school." I said, damn, I wish I was working out like that in high school. <laughs> but look, they had 45, 25, and then 15. Meaning yeah. it was just a barbell. So 45, 55, 60, 70 pounds. When I tell you I could not lift that 70 pounds, but twice, I went down once. Coach Taylor, who I see in the gym today. To day. That shit is so crazy to me. It's crazy. It's crazy because Coach Taylor was, was, was there. I was such a scrawny dude in high school that when I got up under that weight, how much was it again? Barbell. Barbell, and then 15 on each side. So, so 45, 55, 65, 65, like 75 So pounds. 45 pounds. Uh, the the 45 bar is 45. 10, 10, uh, and, 10 a and a 5. Okay. Nothing. That's nothing. And yeah. look, I did it once. Mr. Taylor looked at me. I can see his upside down face <laughs> to this day. Saying you got it, <laughs> and I said yeah, yeah. Look, like, yeah. <laughs> that second one, I couldn't get it, and he had to take it off me. Yep. And they was like, how many? And I remember they didn't have everybody in there. You had to go back in the other room. That's the part. The weight, the weight room was right here. Yeah. And the gym was right there. You come out of the weight room, and everybody had to wait on the bleachers. Mm -hmm. I remember coming out, and they say, "What did you run for the forty? And then what did you bench press?" And I was like, I ran like a full eight. They were like, like, full eight? They were like, you slow as you fuck. You slow as shit. I'm like, nigga, I really ran a five three. I'm not <laughs> telling you, motherfuckers. 
But then they was like, how many times did you do the bench? Did you do the middle one or did you do the one on the end? I said, I couldn't do the one in the middle. I did the one on the end, but I did it like six times. They were like, oh, all right, best. So that means your max is, niggas had max calculators back then. Yeah. Your max is like 140. That's all right. That's all right, From then, I said, I'm never doing this shit again. Yeah, I can't. It's not for me. Yeah. And it's crazy because step in the gym with me today. Step in there with me today. Step in there with me today. Because I know I wouldn't have been able to even get to 75. Because this 28 year old man right here, I don't fuck around when I get in there. I don't fuck around when I'm in there either. Because there ain't no cap in my rap. I already I seen the trap. <laughs> really? For real. For really? real. But let me finish it off. Let all. that shit manifest into what it's going to be. That's and, all I got to say. And what I'll finish this off by saying, this is the reason why I want to tell you this story. It's going to be some shit that you love that you have to let go of. Facts. It's going to be some shit that you love. I loved basketball. I loved basket, watching basketball. I used to shoot a basketball on my bed. Like, I loved that shit. But I had to accept that that shit was not for me. Terrell used to love working at Best Buy. We keep in the Honda. I did. I used to love, I love, I still to this Terrell day love leadership. Mm-hmm. But you get to a point where you say, okay, I gotta let this go so that I can go and get something else. I know you've been working hard at it. I know you've been grinding for years, but guess what? What's that going to really get you? For my people out there that might even want to be artists, you've been drawing for years, you've been rapping, you've been singing for years. Do not spend your whole life on something that might not get you to where you think it's going to get you. Because it could be something else, yeah. Because you might not have that experience that somebody else will have that traumatically pulls you out of it. You might not have something that's going, a sign that tells you. You could spend your whole life Running after something that's not mm-hmm. for you. So I'm not telling you to close that door, but definitely turn around and look at the other ones because you might see a bigger crack in that one than this one you've been standing in front of for that's years. A fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Look at yourself for real when you look in that mirror. Do you know what they say about people that look in the mirror? They say most of the time we don't even look at ourselves, mm. and we could be looking directly at ourselves, but you don't see you. You have to look at yourself in the mirror for real. 100 Cause are we wasting our time? Like, what are we really doing? And that goes for a job, for a girl, for, for a dude, for anybody you talking to, for uh, opportunity. That's a fact. And without further ado, let's get it. Let's get it, Shorty. Oh, it's that shit right here, nigga. What's, What's up? up? Yeah. Good, man. NFL Picks is back, and we're going to start this off by saying this. Hey, the Washington Commanders, that brand new franchise over there in D.C., they haven't lost a game yet. <laughs> what you talking about? Hey, Jaguars fans, bite that. <laughs> <laughs> What's good? Let's do a small week one recap just to start. I got week one scores right here. Um, the Bills beat the Rams 31 to 10. Big shout out to the Saints fans. Saints, Saints fans, I'm sorry. I was talking shit about y'all. And I said, if y'all lose to the Falcons, I was like, look, I even have a tweet that people have quoted after we took out ill that said, Saints fans, we learned a lot about y'all. Because I did, I did say yeah. that because I'm like, y'all thought y'all was really good, but y'all almost lost and then we ended up losing. So shout out to the Saints fans. Falcons, 
I don't mm. know how you blew that. But the Browns beat the Panthers. We got to put respect on the Browns. Put some respect well, on Well, I picked the Browns. Brissett and them. Mm-hmm. Um, the 49ers lost to the Bears. Shout bear, out to the Bears. Bear down. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chi-Town. We're going to bust y'all up, ass when we play y'all, though. Just picked up Justin Fields for my uh, fantasy. Um, the Bengals took a L to the Steelers that we all thought was going to be the Joe Burrow show. Steel City. Steel City. And the Bengals was at home. Not a good look. Bengals Not a fans. good look. For all the hop ons. Well, how y'all feeling now? Joe Burr was Joe Burr, all right. He was yeah, cold he was as cold fuck as out fuck. that drink. But uh, Eagles. Eagles? Let me say this, Terrell. <laughs> y'all should not be confident <laughs> at all. I mean, I'm not counting y'all out. I still have respect. Y'all put up 38 points. But uh, the Lions almost walked out of there. Y'all with that survived. One. Or maybe the Lions are just better than what you think, and y'all about to get a Detroit beat down. I very highly doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the Colts and Texans in the same division tied. Got to put respect on the Texans. Got to put some respect on the we Texans. We definitely counted them out like Smith. shit. Yep, sure did. The bang. I'm sorry. The Patriots took that L to the Dolphins, like we said they were. Two with Tugavai. 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 Um, Ravens, we knew they was going to beat the Jets. The Jets look bad. Put respect on Lamar Jackson's name and pay Put, that man. Uh-huh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Went out there and showed you what that, that arm does. Mm-hmm. On Sauce Gardner now. Pause. Right. Uh, <laughs> Jaguars. The Commanders beat the Jaguars. That was a beautiful game. It was fun to watch. That was Y'all fun see to that watch. rookie out there? Go look at Pepsi Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, yeah. You see them hands legit. Uh-huh. Was it Drake London? No, it was not, it was. sir. Was it Traylon Burks? No, it was not, mm-hmm. sir. Was it Olave? No, it was not, sir. Well, I think it was the guy that went 15 that everybody said was going to be a buzz. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Big dots out here. You know what we're doing. Uh, big shout out to the Giants fans, man. The Giants got their first uh, the Giants opener the win yeah. in like six years or whatever. So it's Shout dope. out to the G, man. We got to put respect on y'all. Everybody kind of jail out for this division. But, hey, this division honestly looks up for grass for real. The way y'all looking, if Saquon coming like that, mm-hmm. oh. I'm scared of Saquon. You know he go off when he play us. Oh, yeah. Reds game killer. DC? Yeah. <laughs> Chiefs whooped the Cardinals ass. Mm-hmm. I hate the motherfucking Chiefs so And getting much. ready to get a W in the and next three hours. And I hate the Steelers fans. Still hate y'all. Chiefs getting uh, that W tonight. They will not. The Chiefs, y'all will see, is the best team in the AFC West. We're going to get to that. All right. Raiders went out there and got their ass whooped by the Chargers. Derek Carr threw three interceptions just like we knew he would. Raiders fans, relax. Right. We're both in the same boat. <laughs> uh, I think the Raiders still look legit, though. Uh, Packers went out there, got their ass whooped like I said they would to the Vikings. Jay Jettas went crazy, 40 fantasy points. Um, the Buccaneers whooped the Cowboys' ass. Dak got hurt. It was bad before he got hurt. It was bad. Y'all looked horrible before Dak got injured. They didn't give Dak no help this offseason. Just C.D. and Dalton. And stop comparing C.D. Lamb to Terry McLaurin or any of these other better receivers. He got to get his hands up. That man dropped the ball too much. Put respect. Hey, look, we got big money on this side. When CD get that, then you talk about it. Because we got some M's guaranteed over here. <laughs> and then last but not least, I talk so much shit. And my Broncos go out there and put up 16 points. When the Fuck that calm ass. The Broncos went out there and got their ass whooped in Seattle. I can't believe we lost to these niggas. I can't believe it. He was confident as hell. Y'all should have seen this man sitting on this couch right here, sick as shit. I'm looking at him the whole time like, <laughs> y'all getting y'all ass whooped. It was so bad. 
It was so bad. But the coaching was bad. Russ played good, though. No, he did. Russ played good. We decided to set our fucking starters for the whole preseason. Everybody wants to sit around in sweats and windbreakers eating Skittles you know, you know, on the sideline. Hee hee ha ha. And guess what? You go out there, y'all got stiff thighs. Quinn Miner, you hurt for four games. Justin Simmons, your thighs fucked up. Because y'all wanted to stand around and nobody wanted to play. And I don't know if anybody noticed, but of the seven teams that didn't play their starters in the preseason, they went one and six to start the week. That shit does not work to include Sean McVay, who invented the shit. It's like, yeah, you don't want to get hurt, but like, damn, we can't afford to be losing games like that. But without further ado, get into week two. Uh, Chargers Chiefs tonight. Terrell already knows I'm picking the Chiefs. The Chargers are going to win this game. I'm picking Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC West. I'm not saying too much. The Chiefs are the best team in the AFC West. Not Chargers, not Raiders. Did you see that Chargers Damn game? Sure not them Broncos. I honestly feel like the Chargers defense, who I have started on my fantasy, so I'm speaking this into existence, is going to really show they dominance. J.C. Jackson, I don't think, is playing. And he didn't play last week, which is why Devontae did what he did. Because if it was J.C. Jackson, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just playing. He went crazy. But um, I'm going to give it to the Chargers. I don't think the, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to keep up with this new look. You got Khalil Mack, who showed that I am still him. Nah, Pharrell. I don't know. I don't know, Pat. And I hate Pat Mahomes. Pharrell, just pick your fucking team. I picked the Chargers. Fuck you. Dolphins and Ravens. Hey, look, you can get your shit off, but it's like, yo. Don't tell, right. me, don't tell me just We do. don't need a whole bunch of you not believing because Pat Mahomes is a fucking dog. I don't want to hear you talking about Pat Mahomes no more. Because when does he get respect? He's a dog that because he beat five the Cardinals. Touchdowns. On the Cardinals. All right, but does he need to throw eight touchdowns and set a record? Let's just see you do it on the Chiefs. Let's just see you do it on the uh, Watch Chargers tonight. tonight. I swear to God, I hope it the Chiefs happen. win. It's not going to happen. Sick of them disrespecting uh, Mahomes. When your bum-ass quarterback threw one touchdown? Two touchdowns. 296 yards. Third in the league passing. Fuck out of here. Well, guess what? Pat Mahomes had two times that. Fuck out of here, boy. We don't give a fuck about Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Y'all going to lose by 30 to them niggas. <laughs> and I'm going to go to Kansas City and throw a brick through that niggas window. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins and Ravens. I'm picking the Dolphins. I battled. With this, because I feel like the Dolphins and Ravens are always a good game. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to pick the Dolphins, too. It's crazy. That's the only team that I barely had picked. As you can see, look, I'm circling them now. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Lamar. I'm on the team, too. Lamar was making it work. Mm-hmm. And he has, he, the Dolphins know very well a lot about Lamar. I just like that Dolphins collective. I like that Dolphins squad. Yeah. And so, I'm picking the Dolphins. We got Jets and Browns. I'm going with the Browns. Yeah, same. I like the I like the Browns team. I like Brissett. I think Brissett is a uh a OG. Yeah. Well, you know he got that experience. Been around the block. Yeah. You know what the Jets the Browns about to start 2 0? Doing what y'all can do until until old Waddy Watt comes yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Then we got Commanders. Mandas. Lions. Commanders and Lions. Let me just tell you, Terrence, I'm sorry, but I am picking the Lions to win this game. I started off nine and seven, and I need to get my record up. Y'all will lose this game. I don't think y'all going to be able to stop DeAndre Swift and, and Jamal Williams. That running combo, I don't think y'all are stopping that. Y'all, I, then I got three words for you. Amon, Ra, St. Brown. Four words. I don't think you're stopping that, man. Amon, Ra, shut down. Okay. He's we not doing see. shit on us. 
We're not scared of the Lions at all. Lions fans. We're not scared of y'all at all. At all. Randall L's coming home. Randall L, welcome back. But we know what your bum ass did with you when you was in Washington. It was nothing too special. We not t- we not putting that 82 jersey up nowhere. I'm picking my commanders, dog. Did y'all see what we just fucking did? The only other offense other than the Chiefs to put up 400 yards passing and four plus TDs. Play with us. You think y'all we, look good. Who on the Lions? Y'all got some good cornerbacks, too, though. But guess what? We got better receivers. Did y'all see Curtis Samuel all day? All right, bet. So you're going to eat them words. This is the first time also that the Lions have been favored to win in 24 games. Yep. And they pick us. I swear we the we the we the we the fat kid of of the NFL. Like we just get shut your fat ass. Like, you shut your fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> what you? Laughing I know at? you ain't laughing. <laughs> Man, this motherfucker. <laughs> Coach Jaguars. Coach Jaguars. I'm picking the Colts. I'm gonna pick the Colts too. I think. Uh, I think the Jaguars are gonna start 0 2. I think they still got a lot of work to do. Trayvon Walker looked good. Mm-hmm. Almost caught a pick six on y'all. Oh, 100. That was a bonehead play from Carson too. And you know what? The Jaguars might get a sneaky win. I'm going to pick the Colts, but watch the Jaguars get a sneaky win. Then yeah. we'd be concerned about Matt mm-hmm. Ryan and, and squad. Because I was about to say, the Colts, uh, the Colts didn't look too Y'all great. Y'all couldn't beat the Texans. <laughs> Y'all didn't beat Texans. If Lawrence and NTN have a better game than they did against us, I think they definitely have some good competition yeah. with the Jaguars. Yeah, for sure. All right, we got Buccaneers and Saints. This always is a good one. I'm going with the Saints. I'm going with Tom Brady. <laughs> Can't. Guard Mike is back. He is. He's back. He is. He is. I just feel like the Saints. Did you see the Bucks against the Cowboys? They did not look that great. Mike, the, the Saints don't have. They do. But Micah Parsons was giving Tom Brady hell. <laughs> nah, he was. Micah Parsons is a fucking beast. He's a beast. He's a I beast. I think that, that, like, now the Saints got some folks Yeah, on that line. But I, Saints, I don't know. I just feel like y'all not going to get past Brady. I'm, I'm going sorry. with the Saints, man. I like Jameis. I like King Guard Mike. I like that defense. Marshawn Lattimore, they bring the heat when it comes to the Bucs. And listen, I'm going to tell you, it's at the uh, it's at the dome. The dome. So, this is I think the momentum is on the Saints' side. But we'll see. Brady is not stranger to winning an away game. So. Yeah. But then again, I'm picking the Saints. Oh, he worried about his record. This motherfucker Brady... Mm, yeah, we're going to see. Did you have retired before this year? You had that Jordan Wizards year? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Panthers, Giants. I like what the Giants are doing, but this was a tricky one for me. I'm going with the Panthers. I'm going to take Baker Mayfield and the Panthers to go out there and beat the Giants in New York. Giants, I respect what y'all did. I think y'all had a great week one win, but let's keep it a hundo. Y'all are lucky, bro. I missed that field goal. <laughs> you would be sitting there 0 1, sick, just like most of the time when y'all games in, 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 in week one. This is the first week one win y'all got in six years, you and you got it because he missed. You, need you really lose. lost. You need them to lose, too. Nah, see, this one had nothing to do with the division. I just think Baker Mayfield and them won the game. The Browns kicker just made a uh, crazy kick. But I think Baker and them going to get it together this week. I think they take that from the Giants. That's my that's my little sneaky pick. Also, I think Chris McCaffrey has a big game. Oh, yeah. So this is the Saquon versus CMC show. Yeah. And I am picking Saquon Barkley in the Giants to win. Saquon Barkley look dog. They look good. Did they really okay. look that good or is the Titans defense just bad? You know? 
Yeah. Daniel Jones was having his way. And they stuffed, uh, they stuffed their having Henry my way at on these line. niggas. She wanted her way, now she out of a Bentley. <laughs> she had her way, now she out of a Bentley. Derrick Henry didn't do that. Well, he had 82 yards on 30 runs. They were smacking that man. They were. Shout out to the Giants. G-Man. Uh-huh. However, I'm picking the Panthers. Patriots Steelers. You think the Steelers go 2-0? Did I miss that one? I did miss that one. Patriots, Steelers, I'm going with, damn, damn, damn. I'm picking the Steelers. I don't know why. I don't trust that Patriots team. I love Mac Jones, though. He's cool. But I'm picking the Steelers. And, and they playing at what time? Is this a 4 it. o'clock game you know or is this a 1? They playing at 1 o'clock, and it's at the Steelers. I am picking the Patriots. Fuck the Steelers. Sorry. Oh, this is the only one. Why? Look, I, have that. I don't even have that written down. I'm going to go with, just on a whim, I'm going with the Patriots. Yeah, you got no T.J. Watt. I think the no Steelers Najee. got hit hard this last week. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the Steelers got. I think the Bengals lost that game more than the Steelers won that game. Yes, because I don't think that same Bengals team is going to go out and play the Cowboys this week. I don't think so. Either. You know what I'm saying? So, and I also feel like who did the Patriots just lose to, Terrell? The Patriots Dolphins. just lost to the Dolphins. And I feel like that they that loss, you know what? I don't know. This is a hard one, but I'm going Patriots. I'm going Patriots too because no Najee, no TJ. That's tough. Um, Falcons, Rams. Rams. I'm Ram- going. Ramley gets a win this week. I'm going with the Rams too. This is at so far. I don't see the Falcons stepping over to the defending champions turf. And taking that, I will be thoroughly surprised, and I will put big respect on Atlanta. But Atlanta, for y'all to shit the bed that y'all the way that y'all did, I don't know if I'm gonna pick yeah. Atlanta no more. I don't yeah. think I picked them last week, and I'm glad I did it. Cause look how y'all look how y'all would have did me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Seahawks 49ers. This is what I'll say: If Kittle comes back and plays, I'm picking the foot. No, nah, I'm picking the 49ers. I'm gonna just pick the 49ers. Period. I think without question, I'm picking the 49ers. I, I think Trey Lance needs to show. I think he had a rough game this first week, but he was playing against the Chicago Bears in that horrible stadium that they won in because this y'all shit feel. Uh-huh. So you it know, was a, it was bad. Yeah, you really. It can't. was horrible to even see a real team out there. And think about it, that's a Bay Area team. That's yeah. San Francisco, and we out in Chicago with this wind. It's not cold, but it ain't warm. Rainy ass. You know what I'm saying? This in the rain. I'm gonna say that. I think the Seahawks had a lot of rust on their mind when they beat y'all. And they yeah. said, fuck it. Everybody think we about to go lose to this motherfucker you used to play for us? Bet. But I think they get humbled this week against the 49ers. Yeah. I think that was their Super Bowl. I can't believe we let them win that fucking game. You try to say it's their Super Bowl because they bust their ass. Terrence, the only game that they needed to win this year was that one. That's the only game y'all really needed to win. Y'all didn't even go get a new quarterback. Y'all said, fuck it. Put Geno out there. And beat Russ? Nah, no bullshit. I'll, I'll keep it 100. I'm going to put respect on that Seahawks defense, though. That defense was looking, looking legit. Yeah, they Jamal, no Jamal Adams, Jamal though. Adams went down early, too. So they did that without him, mm-hmm. low-key. Bengals, Cowboys. Just real quick before we get uh, there, the defensive uh, uh, rookie of the week was a Seahawk. Woolen? Woolen? Osunwu or Nasunwu or something like that. Cornerback? Nah, I think he's a, he's a linebacker. Oh, I don't remember. You sure it wasn't the Bengals, dude? Who knows? But uh, 
Bengals Cowboys. I'm picking the it's and this is at AT&T, so it is in Texas. I am picking the Bengals. I think that I think Joe Burrow and them go out there and show that they're not trash this week. If yeah. y'all go out there and lose to the Cooper Russian Cowboys, then we got a bigger issue with the squad that they have. Nah, yeah, I think, have too much talent. I think that I, I, and it took me a minute to pick this one for some reason, but I definitely think the Bengals go out there and beat the Cowboys. Uh, on paper, I feel like they should. Um, but the Cowboys' defense is dope, man. Cowboys' defense can single-handedly win that game. I mean, look, Micah. Par- I mean, I'm sorry, M- Minka Fitzpatrick called that pick six. Yeah. Micah Parsons can break shit up. You never know mm-hmm. if you put if that defense can get turnovers and put Cooper Rush in a position where he just has to take the goal line or take the three. Imagine, look, Cowboys keep getting three, but the Bengals can't do nothing with that defense. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Micah Parsons could give Joe Burrow a hard time. That whole as line. As much as he got sacked. That whole line could give the Bengals a hard time. That's true. Because look what y'all did against the, the, what's the name? If you picked the Cowboys, I wasn't mad at you. But I'm picking Bengals. I'm picking the Bengals too. Texans, Broncos. I'm picking us to win. I swear to God, y'all. I swear. I, it, I swear to God. If we go out here and lose this game to the Texans, I swear to God if we lose. All I'm going to say as I'm picking us to win. And y'all better go out here and drop 35, 40 points on the Texans. I want to give a shout-out to Texans. Davis or Davis Mills, he actually looked pretty legit. Went out there and beat a Colts team that nobody Todd. thought. Oh, sorry. Uh, to me. Y'all should have. Nobody picked y'all to win. So, shout-out to the Texans, even though I know it sucks. I think that's Lovey Smith's team, ain't it? It is Lovey. Shout-out Lovey. Mm-hmm. Might go out there and get another W against these Broncos, but I'm going to pick the Broncos to get pull the shit together. I don't think... It's going to be a hostile environment. First game at a mile high. I'll give it to the Broncos and Russ. CC in the building. He got another reason to play. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, Cardinals. Raiders. I'm picking the Raiders. I'm picking the Raiders, too. I have no reason to pick the Cardinals. I think it's going to be at the Raiders. At Allegiant. Allegiant. I think the Raiders are a legit team. What are y'all about to do with that man, uh, Devontae Adams? He is a baller. Yeah. He is a baller, and I think you have to put respect on his name. I think this week, I mean, yeah, for sure. I got to put respect on Devontae Adams' name because he's definitely going to – I told him. I just what all I said was I want to see what he's going to do without the best quarterback, you know what I'm saying, the second best or passer of all time type shit. Yeah. The back-to-back MVP. But he's showing up. But I think Hunter Renfro has a bigger game this week too. So I'm going to just pick the – I'm picking the, uh, the Raiders. I don't believe in that card. That Cardinal secondary is terrible. Bears, Packers, at Lambeau. Bears Packers at Lambeau on Sunday night. I'm going with the Packers. I'm sorry. I fuck with the Bears. I like what y'all did, but I don't know. It's something about the Packers that I feel like A-Rod can turn the ship. I'm a big believer in Aaron Rodgers. He didn't look that good against the Vikings, but the Vikings are none to play with. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it at Viking Stadium that they just lost? I think so, yeah. Uh, I think it was. How the fuck do I go into my... Oh, yeah. I think it was. It was definitely at Vikings. Yeah. yeah this is going to be their first home game. But the, what they say, A-Rod owns the Bears. And well, I, he says that. I think the Bears are going to win. I'm picking the Bears. I'm picking Justin Fields and the Bears to go out here and upset the Packers. Wow. I think it can happen, too. I'm not shitting on the Bears. But I think, I think the Packers get their first win of the year. That Sunday night. All right, bet. Titans, Bills. Two Monday night games. I'm going with the Bills, of course. Bills the Bills look sure. unbeatable. Yeah. Y'all gonna have to prove me something. I think, I think Derrick Henry can definitely get out here and make it a game. 
I think that Titans offense can make it a game. They definitely made it a game with the Giants towards the end. But I think they kind of got their grips under them a little late. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Derrick Henry played at all in the preseason. I don't think so either. They're they're another one of those teams. That waited, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think they look a little bit better on Monday night. But, man, the Bills look too good for me to pick Mm -hmm. against them. I think this is the game of the week right here. The uh, Vikings-Eagles. Outside of that Chargers Chiefs matchup, yeah, I think this one, yeah, is is a tough one because I'm looking I forward to that one. I picked the Vikings to win because I need Jettas. Mm-hmm. But even though the Eagles barely survived the, even though the Eagles barely survived the Vikings, I'm sorry, not Vikings. Even though the Eagles barely survived the Lions, I will say that I picked the Eagles to beat the Vikings. At Philadelphia, it's a Monday night in Philly. I think the Vikings go out there and get humbled. I think they went out there and played a Packers team that was like, oh, shit, we've never really played together. Mm -hmm. They lost some defensive weapons. I think the Vikings had a great first week, but I think you're going up against an Eagles team that is loaded. That A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts connection is different, bro. Yeah. It looked like they've been playing forever. So, even though I fucking hate the Eagles, I actually think they put out a win against the Vikings on Monday night. We will see. Big shout out to Whole Nine Watch who uh, sent me the um, the results of everybody. I think everybody picked 70, 70% of y'all picked the Chiefs, 74% picked the Ravens, 89% the Browns, only 57% for your commanders. Shame. Y'all 80% tripping. for the Colts, 70% for the Bucks, 52% picked the Giants, 84% of people picked the Steelers, 93% of people picked the Rams, 66 for the 49ers, 87% for the Bengals, 93% picked my Broncos, Ooh. and then 58% picked the Raiders, 76 for the uh, Packers, 92% of people picked the Bills, and then that, in that swing game, 63% of people picked the, uh, the Vikings. Okay. And so y'all can look out for that poll when it comes out. Put your picks in. We will see. Shout out whole nine watch. Yes, sir. Let's get it, man. Y'all make sure y'all take y'all girl to see that fucking movie. Right. Hey, look, and this is another thing I'm gonna ask for y'all if you ever make it this far. Hit the like button on the podcast. YouTube, if you're watching, so that bitch can do some more numbers, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you hit the like button, then it's gonna throw it in the, the algorithm a little bit more. It's gonna be recommended a little bit more. And I'm gonna tell y'all something. You're not giving a fuck about your liked videos. <laughs> How often do you go to the videos you liked? No, Just no leave bullshit. the like. And then look, let, next week, fuck it. Go take it off if you want. Some people use they watch later like legit. I used to. But look, why do I have a watch later and a, and a liked? I used to use my liked for shit that I'm going to watch later. Nah, just like the video. How often do y'all go back to on y'all Instagram, you know, and look at the post that you liked? Unless you want to show somebody something. You know? Right. Yeah. Versus the joints that you say. That's why I'm like, That's yo, hit the like button on the YouTube, man. Turn up. We trying to do some numbers. Make sure y'all stay safe out there. <laughs> I don't have anything to say at the end of the podcast. R.I.P. to PNB Rock. Pat Stay. Prayers up to the fans. This bitch ass nigga didn't let me say anything for him. You said enough. You said enough. <laughs> Hey, look, 118 weeks. It's a nine next week. (laughs)